two gripes with Michigan State, among others, and I love the school. I do. I don't mean to slander the good name of the Michigan's pioneer land grant university. Wow. But at U of M, they mm-hmm. have free buses for their students and free access to like the rec centers. And I wish that was the same case here. Like, cause for people again, like yourself, Julian, who lives on campus, exactly. yeah. you're, you know, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a hike over here to Holden hall from where you are in acres. It was a hike. So I, all I, all I'm asking is, can you get my man a bus seven days a week? I know you got to cut off the time because people got to, you know, they go to sleep and whatever, and and it should be free. No, they've, they've some of the buses are free now, they aren't are. they? So yeah. we've made some progress. We're making strides. Free. We're making strides. We still pay free. They are free. What do you? We talking? pay for them in our tuition. Yeah, well, it's a hidden the, cost. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's free. It's cost. free to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's free. That I don't have to pay for a bus pass, but but still I'd pay also for it. I'd also like to see free access. To, I mean, obviously, we, if we want to go hoop, we can walk in for free. But to use like the the weights, the, yeah, the weights and stuff. I'd like to see that be free. The gyms could also maybe I should be run better. for like city council or so. I don't know how that works. ASMSU, I'm, that's the thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm city an advocate council. for change. In my three months I have <laughs> left here at the school, I'm going to advocate for change. I'll just be one of those guys that talks about things I want to see done and just not really do anything about it. I'll pick it. I'll use a I'll make a picket sign. Krusty Krab like is that. unfair. Mr. Krabs is in there standing at the concession, plotting his oppression. That's going to be my senior quote. That was great. End quote. That was great. Reiner Ben or uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Ryan Rabinowitz. Is there a senior quote for like college? I don't think so. I didn't get one in high school. I don't even know what mine would have been. You didn't get one in high school? No. Really? Mine, mine I was would an have idiot. Been... I did a Chaz Michael Michaels like <laughs> one from Blades of Glory. What? Looking back at it, it was like it's just embarrassing. I don't know why I did what, it. What? Which quote? It was a personal philosophy clothing optional. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> Mine probably would have just been like pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. It's been an honor sharing the field of battle. Whatever the quote Shane from the yeah. I have that on a shirt, wow. but it doesn't fit because I grew a little bit in the midsection, so the shirt doesn't uh, fit yeah, anymore. Your muscles got a little bit too big. No, that's my belly. The guns were too huge. I actually am down a couple pounds. Spring break is uh, about a month away. Whew, creeping up. Creeping up. It's it's coming soon. How little many scary. times I've been in the gym? Little <laughs> scary. Once. That's fine. That's it. Some people have been zero times. So there you go. You're beating those people. I'm beating those people. There's always someone that's got it worse and someone's got it better. That's you got to stay, you know what I mean? Stay humble. You always <laughs> just have to run faster than one person. So yeah, that's, exactly. that's how I live that's my how, life. That's how I viewed the mile run in like sixth grade when I was extremely overweight. It's like, yeah, someone's going to finish behind me. So no, no one remembers the guy that finished second to last. That's what it's all about. Exactly. That's how you got to live your life. <laughs> yes, stay, <laughs> you stay humble. That's just, you keep yourself uh, level. But yeah, man, anyway, good to be back. Good. How was Nashville? Nashville was a good time, man. That was my second time being there. I went down there for a hockey tournament. I'm an assistant coach for a 14U team. Uh, lost in the championship, so that stinks, but it was a good experience. I It was my first time being away at a tournament as a coach and not a player, and I, like, I hate to be the old guy, but I was like, whew. You know, what I would give to strap the pads back on one more time. I'm telling you, it's it's a – and I will say, too, like we, we stayed uh, about a – 25 minutes outside of downtown Nashville. So for kids that are 14 years old, there's not much for them to do. You know, like they went yeah. swimming. I don't know. Played in the lobby. <laughs> I don't know. Like, dude, but the nothing better than when the boys are in the hotel, like on a travel baseball or travel, like hockey trip. Oh, like they're watching like an inappropriate movie in one of their rooms and they're like, whoa, whoa. Not, 
that's not what I meant, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, super bad. Yeah, not... it's got swear, yeah, it's got yeah, swear words in it. Yeah. yeah, not a pay-per-view movie, I, but, like, they're just fired up about, yeah, the pool, watch out, they're playing some ch- little chicken fight action. Yeah, yep, and then they had the, uh, the other, I think they were the 12U team from Lansing was there just doing the mini sticks in the hallway. That's, th- those were the glory days, getting, getting screamed at by management for playing mini stick, you're, you're body checking each other into the walls at 10 p.m., <laughs> So that w- that was cool. Over but, under, how many mini sits have you broken in your life? Oh, dude, I so here's the thing. Back in the day, the mini sticks were just those. They were the plastic, like one yeah. piece, flimsy, and like you use them five times, and you could like touch the you could touch the butt end of the stick to the blade. Yeah, and I probably have probably snapped. Mm. 10 to 12 of them but now all these kids have grown they have like the composite 30 dollar replica of the 300 dollar sticks and it's it's insane it's like cheating did, did you, you shoot you, the ball 100 miles per hour did you use to get to like did the oven trick you put the mini stick in the oven so you can make you your own the, curve. yeah and you curve it you yeah. do it in the door yeah <sighs> I, that I, was I the broke a, i've broke a couple of mini sticks <laughs> yeah the day. advanced the advanced metrics of the mini sticks yeah but it was a good time uh you know, you learn a lot about your your team and yourself as a as a program when you go down on tournaments like that. So, got some. We had a very successful season so far. So it would have been nice to win it all. But aside from the hockey stuff, which was again a great experience, but Nashville will put you through the washing machine. I'll put you through the the rinse cycle a couple rinse times. Cycle. Monetarily, um, also I found myself like when we were driving home on Monday. We drove home on Martin Luther King Day because we didn't have school, obviously. And I'm just sitting in the car like I just can't wait to get home. Like I need to go home, look myself in the mirror. I took a very, very long hot shower when I got back, just standing there in the water, letting it run over my face just like 45 about minutes what you've later. Done. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it was nothing outrageous, but you know, it's a, it's a great town. Have you ever been to Nashville? I've not been to Nashville. No. It's a great. It's a. It's like everyone. I heard was calling it like it's the new Vegas of our generation. Like people just flock to Nashville, and yeah. the, a lot of the dads that I talk to that have done both now, they've been like, "Yeah, Nashville's a better time." It's Isn't just there, a great, is there like a strip? Yeah, of just it's like it's, rest, it's bars, Broadway. Yeah. Broadway is the strip. You have it's legendary. We went to a, a, pre, a Nashville Predators game too, so they have Bridgestone Arena on the corner, and then it's a whole strip of just it's bar after bar after bar and like Ooh. restaurants, and it's it's for. I don't know how long the stretch is. And then you, you go all the way down to, like, the Hard Rock, and there's the bridge to take you over to where, I think it's, like, Nissan Stadium where the Titans play. And that was the cool thing, oh, too. They sweet. had a watch party down there for the Titans game. We'll talk about that later in the show. Yes, we will. Um, But it was just the city's always – it's literally always just – buzzing like it, it's that's awesome we that's... thursday friday saturday there's people everywhere it's packed there's live music so the way these bars are set up is there's like three two to like four or five levels to each bar so you just keep going up and up and up and there's a lot of them have the rooftops and there's live music on every single like floor of every bar it's awesome oh, that's amazing i'm a big live music guy but it was a good time glad to be back um, this is just, it completes these. This is like the good jump start to my Sundays. I was I was, was a heavy hole or a, a, a big hole in my heart that was not filled last Sunday because I was out in Nashville. So now hey, we're well, back. We, we missed you. We missed you. You good guys did a back. great job, though. I, it is. I, I gotta get. But again, I, you know, I, I come to find out that Ryan Collins only friends with me to use me for my rideshare services. So I mean, honestly, it's pretty great. 
Uh, whatever. You do it was what you bad. Got. It was snowing that day too. Oh really? Just walking from Agers in the snow. I get us a picture. It's like the the crusty crab pizza episode. <laughs> you're walking through this. It snow. was a gritty walkthrough. <laughs> like it, it it took some character to get to hold them. But I, I love I love walking though. I could walk for like oh I walk if, everywhere. If I, have headphones, I could walk anywhere. I'm the biggest advocate of getting bikes banned on campus. I think everyone should walk. I mean, but first of all, the people who bike just like have a license to die. They're trying to kill themselves. <laughs> Get in a bike lane. That's no, what we have no, bike lanes. We for. used to have one down Bogue, and now it's gone. Like, stop using the sidewalk. Someone probably died. Someone probably died <laughs> yes. in that bike lane. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the sidewalks. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. When I'm on Shaw and there's like bikers coming left and right and there's walkers like everywhere, I'm like, this guy's gonna die. Yeah, I'll he's never, trying to like stop. Oh my! I'll God. never forget one of my first. I know we were supposed to talk about sports eventually, but we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll one get of my it. one of my first uh, couple days as a freshman here on campus, I had the bike. It was the big thing. I go, Mom, Dad, need a bike. Went to Walmart. Got a ninety nine dollar bike. Probably broke down seven times. <laughs> but I'm I'm riding my bike past the international center and it's peak hours of just class like there's That's people a everywhere stretch. and i'm literally on top i'm standing up on my bike and i'm turning the wheel like six inches each way to maneuver around people i'm not even moving and of course there's these two girls that i went to high school with that are a year older than me they like pull up and they're stopped in traffic right next to me like oh my gosh ryan like you're such a freshman i'm like i might have to transfer <laughs> it was so embarrassing put me in the portal yeah, it was <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Why do I stink? What I think what, Collins wants us to move to sports. Is that what, what that do I was stink? For? What is that for? I don't know. I've been itching to play that job <laughs> for a while. All That's right, why. All right. But beside the point. All right, we'll move on here today. Lot to do on the show. We'll start off with men's basketball. We have Nathan Stearns back. I feel like I haven't seen Nathan Stearns in months. So it's, it's I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my fix of Nathan Stearns today. We have women's basketball after men's basketball. Uh, we have some uh, MSU hockey to talk about, folks. The hockey team is hot, red hot. We will talk about that. Uh, of course, we'll talk about The Bachelor. Don't worry about that. That will be after Sparty Awards today, which are best food spots in East Lansing. So a uh, little TripAdvisor or Expedia, if you're out there and you're hiring, take a listen to that one because Julian and I have some great tips yes. for the some tourists, any tourists coming to East Lansing. Uh, check that out. We will uh, finish the show today with some NFL talk. Obviously, the Super Bowl is next week. The Pro Bowl is today. No one cares, but... Uh, but yeah, the There's NFL is no football on today. Great, yeah, essentially no football on today. Uh, if you want to join the show, 517-884-8989. Send us a text, will you? Still, I feel, I mean, the phone, I'm not sure, but I'll, here's the number to call, 517-432-3893. Maybe we'll get lucky and, like, somehow we can figure it out. And I, like, pick up the phone and it's great. Maybe, hopefully. Also, want to give an apology to if anybody texted in for the last show. I don't know how to look at the text, even though I <laughs> continually gave out the number like I could. I had no idea if anyone texted. Well, it's okay. Water no under the bridge. Water under <laughs> the bridge. 517-884-8989 text us. Uh, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter at WDBM Sports with the hashtag GW Report. Let's move into some men's basketball. Uh, Julia Mitchell, we have you here who is a uh, beat writer for Michigan State men's basketball through our Impact 89FM services. Impact is own host. Yes. Uh, you were in Bloomington, Indiana for this game. I was. Me and Luke Sloan. We were out there. And you stayed at the Days Inn, I hear. Luke Sloan, uh, uh, a little, I guess the pockets are a little light for the Impact uh, sports budget. Yeah, I don't know. I guess Luke thought we were we were paying straight up out of pocket and decided to go for the Days Inn. Gritty. It was good, crazy move, wild move. But yeah, we stayed at the Days Inn. Put some um, hair on your chest. There were a thousand little bed I bugs, mean, little little heroin deal in the parking lot. It 
would put some hair on my fix. chest because there are a bunch of hairs on my bed. Ooh! <laughs> and a stain. Gross. So, it's all wonderful. Right. Uh, but yeah, good time. There was a Denny's right across the street, though. That was the saving grace Classic. of this entire thing. A Denny's across the street has some Chaco banana pancakes at about 1 a.m. Excellent. Denny's kind of stinks. People don't talk about that enough. You're better than IHOP. That's just not true. You're okay, it's true. That, that's you're cheaper. And that's it's cheaper. That's false. That's just not true at all. Denny's Denny's has that like the nineteen that nineteen seventies vibe. The dine like yeah, and it's bad. It's not good. It's all right. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. For a one a.m. Bloomington Denny's, it was kind of hype. Okay. We walk in. The, I'm pretty sure the chief of police is having a coffee at the Denny's. I'm like, wow, this is what year am I? <laughs> Hello, sir. She, anytime you see a police officer eating a donut, you're like, yep, that's that's <laughs> it. That's wholesome. I don't think I've ever seen a police officer eat that's a donut. That's wholesome. Oh, you got to go to a diner more often. Go to the, Denny's yeah, more Who's often. getting a donut at a diner? I don't know. The, the chief of police named okay. Carl. Okay. He's in there, and then the waitress comes over. She's like, would you like another pot of coffee, honey? And he's like, yeah, sugar. And then he pours Ooh, it. yeah, I love that. That's wholesome. That's wholesome, <laughs> wholesome. content. That's America. That's America. I, that felt like I, I don't know. I, was that racist? I don't know what that was. No, how? No, what? I, I didn't know what that. I, that was wild. If it was racist, I would know. Okay, sorry. I know. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sorry. stay in your lane, back there, Collins. Uh, anyway, back to the basketball stuff. Uh, Spartans get upset by Indiana, sixty-seven to sixty-three. Cassius Winston leading all scoring with seventeen points. The start of this game gave me the heebie-jeebies. I was very scared yeah. <laughs> watching this game. Uh, obviously, Michigan State makes the comeback. They tie the game up. They take the lead. Uh, just can't quit. Just can't quite get the job done. Uh, Julian, your thoughts and takeaways. First of all, let's start with the beginning of the game. What what was going completely wrong south sideways for the Spartans to where they really could not get anything going offensively? Well, uh, it started out they got out tough, outworked, especially from the um, the front line of Indiana. That was probably the biggest point to me, and uh, Luke can attest to it as well. Rebounding was something that was huge in the first half. Indiana killed them on the glass. They dominated. Um, ended up, in just kind of looking at the final stats, it ended up being much a closer rebounding battle for Michigan State in that one, but the offensive rebounds were what killed it. I think it was 11-5, to five, uh, your final difference in offensive rebounds there. Indiana just got so many second-chance points, so many second looks at the basket. And when you're getting outworked, out-rebounded, pretty much outgunned by this Indiana team to start it off, you put yourself in a big hole that you have to try and claw your way out of. And obviously Michigan State got it together. Uh, I think they were within seven at the half, which was huge. Yeah. I felt like they were a pretty big victory After a there. big three from Durham. He yes. had that three to send in the halftime. Absolutely. Uh, and then second half rolls rolls along. Obviously you tie the game up, you take the lead, and then you know things kind of fell apart. What worked for the Spartans in the second half to kind of get them get their feet back under them and get moving? Well, guys got going. Gabe Brown comes out to start the half, hits, I think, two threes back-to-back. Pretty huge moment there for him. Winston starts to get rolling, and once Winston starts to get going, this team changes demeanor, um, especially in that second half. As he got going, Brown hit a couple of threes. You can see kind of a shift in their aggressiveness and their assertiveness and you know, give a lot of credit to Winston getting going and finding his shot. One thing I really liked um, that the Spartans did was Winston was getting double teamed pretty much any time he had the ball. Um, any time on a ball screen, they're bringing a guy up and hedging on it. And I think Izzo started to to really notice that in the second half. And one thing he did was move Winston off the ball, have Rocket bring it up, um, which gave some space for Winston to get some corner looks. He got a good corner three, came off a couple of good screens and hit a three um, on a couple other possessions. And so they made a couple good adjustments, a couple good moves to what Indiana was throwing at him. Um, Just kind of ended up being a little bit, not enough to win the game. Do you think, I mean, obviously, Assembly Hall is a very tough place to play. But first, I want to get into that. So as far as the crowd atmosphere goes, you've obviously seen – 
many basketball games in person covering the team and just being a basketball fan in general, where does that rank as far as visiting stadiums atmosphere-wise? Oh, man, where does it rank? That's a tough one. It's definitely it's it's top. I think Purdue Mac Arena is still one of the craziest ones um, from a year ago or two years ago. Now that one was pretty crazy, but this one's up there. And in terms of, and I think we talked about it before the show started. In terms of how Assembly Hall is just built and the yeah. way it's structured, the place it feels like a wave of people are all on top of the court. And when they got loud, they got loud. It was it was ridiculous. Everyone had on red shirts, and as everyone I'm sure saw from the broadcast, there were things thrown on the floor. There were I don't know if anybody heard it on the broadcast, but expletives were shouted multiple times um, from the fans to the point where the PA announcers like just want fans to know if you shout any expletives, we will kick you out. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was a crazy environment, and that had a lot to do with it. I mean when. Uh, towards the end of the game, I think Indiana um, Brunt got an offensive rebound and a putback to I think may have put them up two or something like that or extended the lead or cut the lead. Uh, but they got loud, and I could you could feel and hear the just the change in the arena and how momentum just swung immediately to Indiana once that crowd got into it. But it was it was a great atmosphere. Now Indiana is a fifteen and four team. They're not ranked currently. Obviously, they don't have the resume maybe that Michigan State does as far as strength of schedule outside the Big Ten. But Indiana is a good a good basketball team. Do you think that people are maybe overlooking Indiana in such a strong Big Ten conference? I, I don't know about overlooking Indiana because I, I think the thing, for one, this was a home game uh, for Indiana. They had of Assembly course. Hall, and if you see anything in the Big Ten, home team always has the clear-cut advantage whenever they're playing at home. Um, and I think bef- before this game, I don't remember what the stat will be now, but it was 41-7, and seven, our home teams in the Big Ten, um, and that's their record. So for this one, I, I definitely contribute a lot of the home factor. I don't know if anyone's overlooking Indiana. They're a good team, and they get a lot out of, like, four guys. Four, I think three guys are in double figures, and another one's pretty close to it. Um, so they get a lot out of multiple guys. But the thing is, they I, they don't necessarily have one guy who you're like, give him the ball, he's getting us a bucket. Um, I will say defensively, they are coming around and turning a corner. And if you're, uh, you're Coach Miller over there, you like that, and you like that this team is finally putting up a stop defensively and showing some aggressiveness like they did against Michigan State. But I don't know if this is a team where you're going, oh, wow, they, they could make a run okay. at it. It's a good team, though. When you look at this team, though, like from my perspective, this is a game they should have won. Like They, they should have won this game. Like, the Rocket hits that three. They're up three, I believe, with, what, like six minutes left? Yeah, I think it was on six minutes like, left. In, mm-hmm. Like, I get Indiana's okay. Michigan State is a far superior basketball team. you got to be able to win one of these road games. And I know they got Minnesota later today, but they, ha- they had to come out with a win there. I, like, I, I think from momentum standpoint, like I, I, I Michigan State is still – the odds-on favorite to win a national title. That's pretty crazy to think about. They're like tied, I believe, with Duke at ten to one to win a national title. Like, do you believe that's like even remotely correct? I think that's crazy that that's still the number. Well, so one thing I will say is, for one, college basketball at this point, there I, there's no team you can tell me is going to win a national title. Right yeah, but now. or even be yeah, in the final it's four. Wide, it's wide open. Um, and the second part of it is, I agree with you. Uh, this team is far from a national championship team. They're far yeah. from a Final Four team. Mm-hmm. But what I think you see from this Indiana game, even though it is a loss, is signs of life and signs of growth. And that's one thing I wrote in my takeaways is well, the thing that has been hurting them is the fact that they get in holes early in the first half. And they were able to climb out of it. 
But you kind of once Indiana got that role and realized they had a shot at winning this game, the fans and the players are into it. If Michigan State, I mean, you look at all the big games they've played and all the first half struggles they've had. Looking in there, you look at Kentucky, shot thirty percent from the field, trailed by ten. Uh, Virginia Tech and Maui, forty percent from the field, trailed by four. Duke, thirty-six percent, trailed by sixteen. And the worst loss of the season at Mackey, thirty-five percent from the field, trailed by seventeen. And this one they trailed by as much as fifteen in the first half. You can claw back out of that hole, but once a team realizes they have a shot at taking you out, they're going to roll with it. And I think you look at Indiana, we're sitting there. Even when Michigan State took the lead back, Indiana fans weren't scared. It wasn't like, oh, wow, okay, the Spartans are going to roll over this game. It's over now. It still felt like Indiana had a shot. And if you're a team that is going to make a national championship, when you go on the road, especially a team like Indiana that's just a little upstart trying to get at you, you got to throw a knockout punch in the start. And I think from this game – Michigan State's going to realize that teams are giving them their best effort night in and night out. they got to come out from opening tip and play a better ball game. That's a great point. Start. I mean, in any sport, starting fast, especially on the road, is huge. I mean, you, you, you highlighted the two pretty glaring losses in recent memory being Indiana and Purdue, where they got absolutely smoked at Purdue, obviously. Um, to me, it kind of seems like when I look at the, the Michigan State roster, between having Cassius and Tillman, those are your two obviously I would veteran guys, veteran presences that have you know they played under the big lights. Not that these other guys haven't, but as far as getting experience of in the Big Ten atmosphere, I mean you've got a guy like Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, Rocket Watts. These are young, you know Malik Hall. These are younger guys that maybe haven't had the same kind of experience. So do you think that kind of plays a factor into well, again look at Indiana, the Indiana game? Uh, I feel like Michigan State had four points for the, like, the the first half of the first half. Yep. So do you think that's a factor in just some of the maybe the lack of confidence or ability to play in those big games for those guys, those younger players? The youth? Yeah, uh, 100%. I, I mean, this is your first time really getting a, a road test and going on the road and feeling this environment in a, in a year that four road teams has been one of the hardest in this conference. I mean— to you look at the Big Ten Conference and you see the places they have to go to on the road, Assembly Hall, Mackey, even now today they're going to go to Minneapolis. These are all top-tier barns in college basketball that it's hard to go out and win a game in. Um, and so for youth, for people, for young players to go in and try and get a win over teams when the fans are going crazy, you know, spewing out expletives, throwing things on the floor. It's a different environment than anything mm-hmm. they've seen in a high school, and I think that's a big part of it. And I think that's when you look at Michigan State, the team that everyone thought, you know, had predicted was going to win a national championship is a different team than what you're looking at right now. There's no Joshua Langford. I mean, for everything that people didn't necessarily think Howard was going to come back, there was still at least a thought of him playing this season, and that's not there anymore. And now you're looking at Malik Hall has to play significant minutes. Julius Marble at some point could play significant minutes. Marcus Bingham, who a lot of people did not expect to play serious minutes and be a starter on this team, is a starter right now. And part of that is its youth and its size. And he's been killed by opposing front lines that have size and strength. And that's just something that this team is going to have to get through. Leaders like Winston and Tillman, you know, have to step up and lead these guys. And I think they're kind of putting it together, putting it together. Henry looked better in this one. Brown hit a couple of threes. And I think this is uh, you come away with this game better than the Purdue game where you get knocked out and there was no sign of coming back from it. This game, they came back and clawed their way through and unfortunately ended up in a loss, but that's just how the Big Ten Conference is going to be. This I, isn't like they were Duke and they lost to Clemson. Right. I just want to say, like, I want to ask both of you guys this question. Who is their four when they get down the stretch? Because they can't play Bingham because he gets lost on the defensive end. And I think Malik Hall, who actually played very good on the defensive end against, like, IU, but, like, 
I, I don't know who they play with Tillman at the end of games for defensive and offensive purposes because Kither's minutes have been diminished. And you see them re-put Bingham in, and like the five-minute mark, he immediately gets beat on a bat cut. I, I, I think that's I think Marvel might be needing a little bit more minutes because they get bullied down there, and they never help. They never double the post, which I find crazy on a team like Indiana who can't shoot the three. Izzo, double the post one time for me. I, I just don't know who the four is down the stretch. It's I would say it. it gun to my head right now probably Malik Hall I mean I agree with you that I Julius Marble should get more minutes he's got the body and he's a defensive presence to, to play down low I mean offensively you're still kind of waiting to see what his game is like obviously Malik Hall had a signature game early in the season and you really haven't seen that since and I don't mm-hmm. really know if anyone expected to see that since um, but it is it is like a, a four by committee I still love when they roll Tillman and Bingham out at the four and five together um, I understand that Bingham has some lapses where he's just a defensive liability. But again, he, that's another guy. See, that's the thing. Like between Bingham and Hall and Kithier, these are they're they're young guys. Like they, it's just you're not gonna. I don't think this. You're not gonna see by the end of this year a guy who you can point to and go, that's the guy that's gonna be the four for. 30 minutes a game. I just, I genuinely don't believe that that's, you're going to find that answer this season. Maybe I'm wrong in that circumstance, but to me, it's Malik Hall based on uh, the energy and athleticism that he brings you. I think he's a good enough athlete to make up for maybe his technical skills on defense, but he can score the basketball too. We've seen him, he can take the ball to the hole. Uh, not, he's not a tremendous shooter from mid range, the, the three point, but I mean, he can, I mean, I think he brings more versatility and athleticism that that he can get away with and maybe cheat on a bit versus a, a guy like Thomas Kithier or Julius Marble. I agree. I like uh, I like what Malik Hall brings, and uh, he's very you know Kenny Kenny Goins esque in his ability to pick and pop and shoot the three. Um, what I do want to see going forward, and Hall played actually some minutes at the three spot in this game, which was very interesting. He hasn't played that all season, um, and so that's a very interesting wrinkle that could be added. Part of it is definitely due to the length and size of Indiana that he plays at that spot, but I think that's a an interesting thing for Michigan State to do. I do want to see more minutes out of Julius Marble. I, I think this is a guy with his body and his size. I, he, so far to me, anytime he's been in, has given the energy and strength to defend guys on the low block. Mm-hmm. And, and Bingham, for, for everything that's worth, he gives you the good and the bad every time he's on the floor. He, he's liability to guys who are bigger than him, stronger than him. He, he got beat against Indiana. But he makes some good plays sometimes, hitting some threes, rolling to the rim. And then you get moments like getting against Indiana where he's rolling on a pass and it pretty much hits his hands and goes out of bounds. Yep. Um, and like you said, Ryan, it's it's youth and it's kind of you, you get what you can take. And, and right now they're kind of still searching um, for who's going to give him give them what everything what everything that they need out of that four spot. And so I don't know when it's going to stop. I don't know when they're going to find the guy. It's going to be by committee. And I think you just take all the good that you can get out of these guys and hope that Winston Tillman Henry can be enough. Sure. I thought the Malik Hall at the three position was a really good adjustment by Izzo. They played really good defense and like were able to rebound the basketball, which is a problem for this team. I, I wouldn't hate them going to that lineup more often because Aaron Henry has proved that he does not help on the glass anymore. He just, he's just not that good of a rebounder. Malik Hall will help you on the glass. Yeah, I definitely... 
it's going to be dependent on scenario and situation. I definitely think Indiana is a team with some bigger size, and so you do throw that in, especially with the way they were getting killed on the glass. You want more size out there. Um, and so that is an adjustment that I, I liked as well. Um, as far as seeing it down the line, it's just going to be interesting as to how teams play. And I think Minneapolis, uh, when they go to play Minnesota today, it's going to be interesting there as to who rolls out. I mean, Oturu is going to be a force on the glass, and I think teams are going to start to realize they dominate the glass, they can dominate transition and stop Michigan State from getting out and running. Uh, changes how this team plays. Yeah, before we move into women's hoops with Nathan Stearns, I know he's waiting very patiently. Thank you, Mr. Stearns. Uh, as you said, Michigan State, Minnesota today at 3 o'clock. Michigan State taking the first game in that series, 74-58 uh, to 58 at home on my birthday. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> as far as matchups, I know you, you mentioned Oturu as being the guy from, from Minnesota. As far as matchups or keys to victory, what do the Spartans have to do today to get a road win? And I think the biggest thing is you got to try and slow down Oturu. Um, he has been one of the best players in the conference. Uh, he's up there with Luca Garza as well, another guy who's putting up numbers in this conference. Biggest thing that that's scary about Minnesota and the difference that could be in this one is which one of their shooters gets hot. If Carr gets hot and he has himself a game, he had 21 against Ohio State, 21 on 7 at 13, shooting 3 of 5 from 3, uh, hit the, the shot to pretty much win that game against Ohio State. It's a tough team to beat. Kalsher, when he's firing on all cylinders, I mean, you're not you're gonna find few better shooters than a Gabe Kalsher when he is hot. And then that's what's gonna be interesting about this matchup there at home. And that's where shooters usually play better. They play better on the home floor, rims that they know, fans that are getting loud for them. Um, and so for Michigan State, they're gonna have to be able to defend inside, but also make sure they can spread out and keep Kalsher and Carr from uh, getting on the board. Again, Spartans Gophers in Minnesota, 3 p.m. today for all Michigan State men's basketball news, updates, and just general you know, basketball talk. Just just shoot, just shooting the shooting the hoop. Shooting, shooting the, the hoop. hoop. Shooting uh, the hoop. Impact is zone. Check them out. Spotify, iTunes, search it up. What is the uh the women's basketball podcast? The Breslin Breakdown. The Breslin Breakdown. And with that, the segue, <laughs> uh Breslin Breakdown, Nathan Stearns, ready to break down some women's hoops with us here this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. It has been a while. It has been a good minute. It's good to see your it face. It has been a good minute, yes. All right. Well, here's the thing. I gotta, we got to take a step back. I don't know how long it's been since we talked women's hoops, but I, it's have been a, a while. I have a faint memory of some, you know, we were talking about some pretty positive things with Michigan State women's hoops. Uh, then all of a sudden we go on Christmas break or the holiday break and uh, they lose five games. Now they're nine and seven. Uh, they've kind of gotten their feet back under them with the three-game winning streak. First of all, I need you to explain to me what the heck happened and where have we come since then and now getting the kind of the feedback under you, uh, uh, getting your getting your bearing straight, three-game winning streak. What's that process been like over the last couple of weeks? It was a combination of injuries associated with an ungodly hard schedule, especially going down to Orlando, playing Syracuse, playing West Virginia, playing at Michigan, all teams that will most likely be in the tournament and then – Obviously, losing Coco Gaines for the year. Shea Colley is more than likely done for the year. You lose Julia Ayralt. You lose Marjorie Cook. It was a combination of players that weren't prepared and people getting hurt at the worst possible time. And it was throwing a bunch of inexperienced players in and basically asking them to go and trying to beat Florida State and trying to beat West Virginia, beating all these teams that are juggernauts in Power 5 conferences and then you obviously have the scenario where you go to Ann Arbor, we send people out there, they lose by 20, but they're down by four going into the fourth quarter. This team has had a preponderance of struggling when it comes to holding leads and being able to punch back when they get hit in the mouth. 
They blew a 14-point lead against LSU. They led almost wire-to-wire against Florida State and lost in a heartbreaker. They were within two or three points the majority of the West Virginia game. It was hard for them to just have that little extra oomph to get over the mountain. Yeah, and we'll dive first uh, into the Rutgers game. A huge win for MSU taking out Rutgers on the road at the Rack, one of Collins' favorite places. Uh, that at the time, that Rutgers team was 5-1 and one in conference play. And you talked about it, inexperienced players having to go in and step up. And in this one, freshman Noira Joyner had her first career 20-point game. What did you see from her in that game? And how big was she in that one? Will this team to a win? Well, it was really nice because it was on BTN. We weren't able to go out there, but we were able to see <laughs> – the game pretty much it's in its entirety. And Joyner is someone that from the, the time the season began, you could really put a thumbprint on her and expect her to be a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none sort of player. We've heard time and time again from Merchant that she's the one who out-hustles everyone, who gives you everything that she has, and that you knew that just from the defensive awareness, the ability to find the right spot, the hole in the zone when you're running a 2-3 or a 1-3 run, just that awareness that's so beyond her years that she was far beyond Eliza Winston, that she was far beyond Tiger Parks in just terms of maturation and adjusting to the college lifestyle. So this was a game that it felt like she was on the cusp of playing because it wasn't, even in when they played Ohio State before they went over to the rack, she was good. She had nine points, but there was one play in particular that I remember where she takes the ball off the glass, goes to coast to coast, goes through Ohio State's Imani Lewis, who was an absolute monster in that game, and scores. And I'm sitting next to Charlotte Steinberg, who's another one of our beat reporters, and I look at her and I go, this is the bucket where she really goes off because she just went through an o- a good Ohio State defense and willed them to that basket. She was a Huge reason they were able to win that game against Ohio State. And you had the feeling after that Ohio State game that things were really starting to click. And then she carries it over to the Rutgers game. And she was the major reason why they won, going 5-6 to six from beyond the arc. Had a couple big baskets down the stretch. She was, I know we'll get to this later, but she was the only bright spot against Northwestern. She was the lone bright spot in a game of just horrible, horrible play. Yeah, exactly, and we'll get to it. Uh, Northwestern, uh, Michigan State comes back to the Breslin Center to take on the Wildcats there, and probably one of the bigger games could have been a big turning point for the season. Northwestern ranked number 22 in the current rankings, and they couldn't pull it off. 76-48, the final score in that one, and it's just crazy how different things looked, and that's what I want to ask you. What was the difference, what changed from Rutgers to here? Because they look good on the road, but then you come home in what should be the friendly confines and only put up 48. See, that's the weird thing is normally this team doesn't win on the road at all. They were 2-7 of seven, two and seven away from the Breslin when you include neutral court sites going into this game. They were 3-9 and nine last year on the road, and they just didn't wake up. I don't know if it was the quick turnaround. You have to play at Rutgers on Monday night, MLK Day, and then you have to come all the way back here and play on Thursday mm-hmm. night, and then you have to go to Iowa, so not a friendly stretch of schedule. But Michigan State's not going to win any games when Terry McCutcheon and Nia Cloudon don't score. When Claire Hendrickson has more points than both of them combined, you have a big, big problem. And from the early onset, it was just Northwestern runs this 1-3-1, like full-court press hybrid, and Michigan State was not able to crack it. What you saw was a lot of passing around the perimeter, McCutcheon and Aralt and 
Cloud and just playing catch and then looking up and then realizing, oh, there's eight seconds left on the shot clock. We have to get something going. Caleb Ellis picking up two early fouls within the first four minutes of the game really hurt them. She's been a person that's really been on an ups on playing on a lot better. Marjorie Cook didn't score. It was just the people that had willed the Spartans to this three-game winning streak all collectively took the night off. And it was... 4-14 from the charity stripe. You have 24 turnovers. Northwestern has 35 points off your turnovers. They shot 35% from the field. It was just a really, really bad sight to watch. It And Mer- Susie in the postgame was furious. Question the team's toughness. Question where they were emotionally after you beat Rutgers. Because this is a team right now that really is on is on a tipping point with where their season goes. Because they have a really, really hard... Obviously, Iowa, you have coming up, you have to go to Maryland, you have to go to Northwestern. And right now, they are really on the edge of being a tournament team or not. Their resume is good. They don't really have any bad losses other than Penn State out in Happy Valley. But they just have a lot of losses. You're 11-8. and And you have to get to 20 wins to feel relatively safe. Even though the Big Ten's as much of a juggernaut as it is. And they got to find a way to get nine more wins. And three out of their next four games are hard. Really, really, really hard. And this was a game that you felt that Michigan State needed going into Iowa, who's number 19 in the country and who probably is better than Northwestern is, objectively speaking. So for Michigan State, it was a missed opportunity in a season that's kind of been a season of missed opportunities. If you're able to hold down versus LSU and not blow a 14-point lead, if you're able to flip the script and hold on versus Florida State, this is a different season. But it's been three, four, five games where you can point to and say, this is a game they should have won. This was a good team away from the Breslin, and if they're able to win one or two more of these games, your tournament resume is that much better. Exactly. And last one here, uh, we get you out of here. Big game. Big game, another chance to turn the season around here with uh, heading to Iowa City for Michigan State, taking on number 19 Hawkeyes. Want to get your keys to victory in that one and a prediction. Michigan State is 4-4 four and four in conference play. That's tied for sixth in the Big Ten. Uh, look at this game. This is a big one. Iowa is a very top-heavy scoring team, and what I mean by that is Kathleen Doyle, Monica Cesano, and Mackenzie Meyer pretty much make up the epitome, pretty much make up the whole contingent of the Hawkeyes scoring with 18 points, 15, and 15 average, respectively. You go down the scoring list, and Amanda Olinger, who's their fourth-leading scorer, is averaging six points. So it's that trio that needs to be stopped. And Michigan State goes as far as Nia Cloudin carries them. You beat Ohio State, Nia Cloudin has 20 points, including that wonderful and runner in the lane, and she gets fouled with the and one. That was a wonderful game to watch. But Kayla Bellis can get in foul trouble again. And Michigan State is going to have to do what they did against Rutgers. You're going to need another 15-point Mojoiner performance. You're going to need 30-some-odd bench points like you did against Wisconsin. You're going to need people to come in, not get silly fouls, and make shots. And when you get down, we know how Carver Hawkeye is. Carver Hawkeye, they're on top of you. And the Iowa student section screams and screams and screams and screams. And you have to find a way to fight through that and make baskets when your shot isn't falling. And Taryn McCutcheon, another player, all all the credit in the world. She has a broken finger. She's been playing through Achilles Sordis. She's given everything that her body can give her. But Michigan State needs her to be better. Regardless of injuries, 
she was good against Rutgers, but she has these stretches where it's one of four, one of five, two of eight from the field, didn't score versus Northwestern. She's got to be in double figures because Iowa probably is the best team in a really stacked Big Ten conference. And that trio is really, really, really good. So if you're able to at least slow down a couple of them, you have a shot. But it is going to take something that I have not seen yet from the Spartans this year, and that's why I say Iowa wins 75-65. Because Iowa, with the momentum, with being 7-1 and one in conference, really just destroying everyone they played in conference, with the exception of Northwestern, Michigan State, to me, is just not there yet. Iowa is a legitimate Sweet 16 team, a team that has aspirations of going into the second week in the tournament, and for Michigan State right now, they're a team that's just fighting to make the tournament. And I think that's going to be the difference today, and I have Iowa winning this one. Two for the price of one today, folks. Michigan State men take the hardwood at Minnesota at 3 p.m., the women at 4 p.m. in Iowa. Uh, again, for all things Michigan State men's basketball, check out the Impact Izone. For all things Michigan State women's basketball, the Breslin Breakdown, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify. Nathan Stearns, thank you for your service here today. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Enjoy your Sunday. We will go to a quick break here. We still have a lot to do, folks. We have MSU hockey on the other side of this break. We have the Bachelor that we have to talk about. Have to. We have the Sparty Awards. We have some NFL updates looking ahead to the Super Bowl next week. You are listening to the Green and White Report right here on Impact 89 FM, WDBM East Lansing. Monster, please. Impact 89 FM. Hey, Mom. Why is the sky blue? Why don't animals talk? Why do dogs have wet noses? Why is an 11 pronounced 21? Kids ask a lot of questions. Why do I have a belly button? But you don't have to know every answer. Why is the ocean salty? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Why are there 50 states? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. Why is pizza round? They just need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Check out The Basement Thursday nights from 8 until 10. Your source for local music, live interviews, and concert information. The Basement. Only on Impact Primetime. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Ryan Rabinowitz and Julian Mitchell join with Ryan Collins, our producer. Time for some MSU hockey. Let's do that hockey. Good song choice today, by the way. Good start oh, for you. Oh, feeling it. Good, <laughs> good start for you today. All right. Uh, MSU hockey on the docket right now. If you want to join the show again, 517-432-3893 is the number to text us. We will figure out the calling system eventually. I have to keep saying that. I feel I feel bad, even though Steph showed us. Sorry, we our brains are our brains can only handle so much. Yes, very little true. brains. Uh, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can at WDBM Sports is the username handle, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the kids call it. Hashtag GW Report if you want to join the conversation over there. Uh, Michigan State hockey, very 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 back. solid weekend They're at back, home. Baby, they are back. They're uh, back, beating number nine Penn State on Friday, four to two. They lost two to one in overtime on Saturday. Tommy Apap, the lone goal for the Spartans, coming shorthanded twenty three seconds into the third in that game on Saturday. Johnny Lethman facing thirty one shots. The Spartans put up forty two shots. 
on Peyton Jones on Saturday. Uh, I believe, I know it was a sold-out crowd on Saturday. I have to assume Friday was the same, or it, at least it, it not was similar. It, it, it was great environments both nights. I, I just want to, before we, before we get into breaking down uh, the games, you were there on Friday. You obviously watched from the uh, comfort of your own home on Saturday. I was there Saturday. I, Michigan State, I feel like, does not get enough credit for how good the hockey culture is here. Obviously, you had some some pretty rough years uh, in, in recent memory. Uh, the Obviously, national champions in 2007 with the Justin Ablocator team. Uh, Michigan State hockey is back, and they are a – Look, first in the Big Ten, they're tied with Penn State up there at the top right now with 28 points. Um, we'll, we'll get into that and the whole Big Ten, the the grand scheme of things with that in a second. Uh, as I say pretty much every week when we talk about the hockey team, go to get to Mun. There's, a, I believe there are two, are there two or three series left at home. They have, uh, they got Michigan. They have one game at home against that's Michigan. That's right, one at Little Caesars. Ohio State, I think, is at home. Yes, yep. and then Ohio State. And then they're going to... With the position they are in now, they will probably be hosting a Big Ten tournament series at Mon, which would be which would be awesome. Yes. Um, so let's get into the games now. Friday, you were at that game. Four two win was huge. Um, obviously, not a not a tremendous game for the the Nittany Lions goaltender Peyton Jones. But what did you see in that game that you like from the Spartans? I mean, it, it was just a good hockey game from both teams. And then Michigan State came out and literally dominated kind of the back half of that first period. And they were able to get a goal late. And then in the second period, they got completely outplayed by Penn State. Got fortunate that Patrick Tortorinko just kind of leaked out on a breakaway, and he was able to give them a 2 nothing lead going into third. And then they were really good in the third period. Uh, it was one of the best third periods I've seen them play in the last two years. I, I, I'm i not even going to talk about the game on Friday. I'm going to include Saturday when I talk about it. it. You could just tell. Like, it's not a fluke anymore. Like, this is a really good hockey team that should have very high aspirations to do something special. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily mean make the Frozen Four or something, but maybe make the NCAA tournament for a team that was projected to finish last in the Big Ten. Yeah. And right now they're standing at top of the league. They are ranked 19 right now currently. That, that obviously will change after this weekend. Uh, a, a win against Penn State. And then to get the point on Saturday, Huge. obviously – Huge. Michigan State 100% deserved to win that game Saturday. They should have won in regulation. They took them to overtime. Bad break. Got an open guy, open look in the slot. It was a great shot. Not much you can do there, but they completely Bad outplayed Penn State. Bad bounce on that first goal, too. Yeah, absolutely. They completely outplayed Penn State the entire weekend. So you have to expect they will move up in the rankings as well. That's huge for the pairwise as well as far as getting into the, yep. the big tournament. The biggest thing for me with this team is you you mentioned something that's very important is is this is no longer a fluke. And oh, when it's not. when you have when you have a team that has been so unsuccessful in recent memory, it's you kind of play that game of like, you know, what are, are we really seeing what this team is? Are teams just coming in and they're, you know, spending too much time at Rick's the night before and they're just not taking the game. So Penn State is a top they they have been a a pinnacle program in the Big Ten for the last handful of years. Whenever they enter the Big Ten, yeah. they're I mean they're a top ten team. Uh, and you look at this series as a landmark series for Dan. Cole. Absolutely, I, I I think you turn the tide on the culture and, and the experience at Mon because, like you said, they're selling standing room only tickets, which is what I had on Saturday for a non-Michigan game. Yeah, and that means something for any like. Hockey is technically a revenue sport, but if you're not basketball 
or football here, and you're able to sell standing room only tickets for a non-Michigan game, that's pretty impressive. And it speaks to the fact of where this program is going. But, I mean, to get four points this weekend, be first in the Big Ten, Ohio State loses a couple of games, which helped Michigan State get the first position yep. in the Big Ten. But I, I think the story is, and I, it's crazy to me, that John Rutherman is not on the Hobie Baker nominee it's a, it's list. It's actually it's a travesty. He I'm not leads saying that as the a country homer. in save percentage. Right. How does that even work? That he he's <laughs> going to win Big Ten Player of the Year. He's not one of the 79 nominees. How? Tell know. me how, Hobie Baker, <laughs> whoever made that award. Idiots. Well, I believe doesn't the doesn't the school send in their nomination for their player? Because coming look, Patrick Kodaranko to his credit is is by and large the best player on this team outside of John Lethman. But I I agree with you. Kodaranko's on it, yeah. Yeah, but, but by and large the best player on this team outside of Lethman. But you're having a season like John Lethman is having. I believe he has a nine four four save percentage. That's outrageous. Best you, in the country, tied yes, for best in the country. Absolutely. He's in set, second in the country in shutouts. He has five. The Lethman monster. I don't know. Whatever. That's that's a, it is a talk this about guy a was snub. rotational last year. Talk about an all time snub. I I agree. Uh, with what a this, joke. With this Michigan State hockey team. The, the way they play in all three zones is just absolutely suffocating, and I love it. You got guys up front like Jagger, Joshua, Tommy, Apep. Those are guys are if you're if you're a defenseman skating back for a puck, you are looking over your shoulder twice as much as you usually do because it's scary. Tommy Apep, probably the best faceoff guy in the Big Ten. Like he he, I think he's won more faceoffs than anyone else in the Big Ten. But you look at Jagger, Joshua. He's been a force. The last couple weeks, he's really came on to freshman who played in Muskegon, I believe, yep. last year in the USHL. But he, he, he's he been bodying guys. He, you saw him make a couple still plays going towards the net last night. But when you look at this team, their depth is just so much better than it was in the forwards last year. Like, Tortorinko had a hat trick on Friday and took over that game. But they don't need Kodorinko to do that anymore, or they don't need a Taro Hirose or Lunda to put the team on his shoulders anywhere because they're so good. All like their first three lines are really, really productive. And I would argue the Tommy Apap, Rody Stevens, and John Tar John Lu I don't know how to say his name. John Luca Estevez. Is yeah. that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Excuse me to him. But <laughs> the, I think that's their best line. I, I truly believe that. Every single time they're on the ice, they are productive. And Brody Stevens has been really, really good for this team. That that line plays a very important role, being the third line, more of a more of a checking line of sorts historically, is just as far as the way hockey works yeah. out. But they they can give you off. I mean, Tommy Apep had the lone goal on on Saturday night, uh, shorthanded Great goal. goal, unbelievable goal, shorthanded on and twenty three seconds into the third period. Um, that line can give you offensive production. Um, I think the the second line, it it's just been it's it's been nice to see a guy like Logan Lambden, who was getting time on the fourth line starting yep. this year, is now playing on the second line. That's the thing with a lot of these guys is, is you know, Grant, you'd like to see some more offensive production. Uh, Michigan State has 66 goals for, which is the second worst in the Big Ten. A lot of that comes from, obviously, Kodarenko and Lewandowski in that top line with Saliba. But when, when you look at lines through three, I would even argue the fourth line, as far as fourth lines are concerned in the Big Ten, you, you got to like what you see there. I mean, because, again, Logan Landman's a guy that you can play line two through four. Jagger Joshua's a guy you can play lines two and three. And, yep. and the biggest piece to those guys' games that's just that you don't have on other teams is they are not afraid to get in the corners. They, they, they're they hard on pucks. And, again, if you're, if you're a team playing – 
against Michigan State, if you're a defenseman against Michigan State, you are looking over your shoulder every time you touch the puck because they, in all three zones, are suffocating. I, I, I think the biggest move, other than the fact that John Lutherman has arguably become the best goaltender in the Big Ten, which is the reason this team is so successful as they really are, because you look at their, like, Offensive production, their numbers, it's sort of similar to last year. It's just their goaltending and defense have been so yep. good this year. But I think one adjustment and one development that hasn't been talked about enough is Sam Saliba moving over the win. Yeah. He's been so good for them. And As a guy who had to kind of babysit like two freshmen last year, being the second-line center, to be able to get to play with Lewandowski and Kodorinko, he's been so productive. They still put him in the face-off circle, and he's productive there. He's been really good for this team. And another guy I want to touch on, and another group I want to touch on, Boutrous Tafari and Tommy He's Miller. Been awesome. They started on Saturday. They awesome. should, too. Yeah. They, they've been incredible. The, uh, Jared Rosberg and Dennis Azana deservingly get a lot of credit for being the best D pair. Tommy Miller, Boutrous Tafari are on the ice. It's not going in the net. They are that they are that like in a zone right now as a shutdown pair. Tommy Miller's just a really smart hockey player. Yep. Not flashy, just he just knows what he's doing. And Boucher Stafari brings the wood. He blots a lot of shots. I, I they've been they've stepped their game up to another level where Tommy Miller was on the third D pair last year. Now I could argue he's probably their best overall defenseman this year. Like you could argue that that's how good he's been. I know Jared Rosberg and Der- Dennis Zizana have more offensive production, but from uh like it's a structured hockey like perspective, Tommy Miller has been that good. Butchers Gafar is a guy too who was in and out of the lineup all last year, yep. being a healthy scratch, and so him. They again. They started on Saturday night, which doesn't mean a whole lot because just the way the lines work out and the matchups work out. But talk about a shutdown pair, and that's one thing I think defensively, they're they're so defensively sound. And granted, as I said, sixty six goals for is the second worst in the Big Ten. Fifty nine goals against is the second best. Yeah, and that's a lot attributed to to John Lethman. But I think he would tell you too what he has in front of him has been great. And, yeah. and they're the puck moving ability of Rosberg and and Sasana. The Krieger twins are two guys that you. Do not want to. You do not want to be skating in the zone with your head down with the Krieger twins. Granted, there's a they. I think of of the three D pairings, they probably make the mistakes the most. Cole Krieger had a great defensive play last night, saving saving a goal. Disgusting uh, goal he had on Friday too. Yes, and it's again not a not a pair that you expect a ton out of offensively, but they can mm-hmm. provide it for you. Um, Christian Krieger had another great play coming back on a back check as well to save a goal, uh, in, my, in my opinion. Uh, so so really uh, lines or pairings one through three have been have been pretty tremendous for you. And, and, and one of the things that I think is, is such a pleasure to have with this team is the way they possess the puck in the offensive zone, not just when they're five on four, five on three, but they are so good at maintaining possession at the end, at the end boards behind the net. Jagger Joshua is huge with that. Josh Nodler too. Josh Nodler is going to be a star. One of, one of the best playmakers I've seen so far in watching any teams in the big 10 come in. Uh, And he's a freshman as well. They possess the puck so well and they, they move it. They don't, in the offensive zone, a, a big part of the game of hockey is obviously puck possession, puck protection, and they do it. They get chances five on five. They move the puck really well. They know everyone knows where each other where each other is. Uh, there's a, a couple, I guess, concerns with maybe some giveaways that that you see in the defensive zone and the neutral zone. But Michigan State's brand of hockey, which is just awesome, is like look. 
If you don't have an outlet pass, they flip that puck up up next to the scoreboard. They just win the battle in the neutral zone. It's yep. great. They just play tough hockey. And they, they're playing hockey. They are playing like the best team in the Big Ten. Yep. They have this confidence and intensity that they don't care who they're playing. They don't care what, what you're ranked. If you're going to come into Munn, it's going to be tough to play. I don't know when the last time they like they like lost the series was. It might have been beginning of the year against Cornell, I think. Who's the number one team in the country currently. So it, it's just, especially playing at home, but even on the road to like to go, it's not easy to win on the road in college hockey. And you just saw Ohio State, who is, I believe, the number eight ranked team in the country. If I'm, if my six, six even, something like that, even better to help my case. They go on the road to Minnesota, who is, if they're not last, they're second to last in the Big Ten right now, yeah. or somewhere in that range. They just got swept. So it's not to for Michigan State to to be able to to go on the road to to your Wisconsin's and and you know your Notre Dame's and in split games at least like this. It's 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 such a great sign for things to come for the future. Obviously, you're going to lose Coda Rankle, you're going to lose Rosberg, you're losing Lethman. So you're you're losing pieces that are definitely going to hurt you. But I mean, this young core like it's very I, good. It, it is. And when I. The job is obviously not done, and there's still a lot of hockey left to be played. But at this point in time of the season, you've just—it's they've blown out every expectation I've had for this team. Yep. And when you saw them at the beginning of the year, you thought maybe it was gonna be a lot like last year because that first line wasn't really going. Like they had Nicholas Mueller playing with Lewandowski and Tortorento, they, and then they made a couple lineup changes, and this team has been a lot better. Jo- like you said, Josh Nodler, like you talked about the youth, he's going to be a star. He is very, very good and has great vision for a freshman. You saw him make a play at Michigan, which I believe set up Logan Lambda behind the net, one of the better passes all I've seen all year from one of the Michigan State Spartans. But it's not – the job's not done. Like, it, it, it – like – if you're first place in the Big Ten, the expectation now is you need to make the NCAA tournament. And, and I, I I, think people are like, oh, it's a nice little story. MSU hockey is like decent. Like, oh, cool. I, I think Dan Cole and them are looking to say, it's been a long three years. Yeah. We, we'd like to, like, they, they're so excited to actually be playing meaningful hockey, like, into January and February. So... I, it, the job's not finished, but I think this team needs to make the NCAA tournament. It doesn't need to make the NCAA tournament. It would be a huge boost for the future if you're able to get in that 16 teams. So I, I think it would be like massive for Dan Cole to go on the recruiting trail and just be like, hey, we just got to the tournament in three years. Like, that, that, and look how down we were before I got there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's something you puff your chest out and you can go into Plymouth and actually start getting some guys from the development program. I think one of the big things, too, is you look at where the direction is. I mean, you're going to have all these renovations to Mon. Yep. Uh, it, it's, I would say, as far as expectations go, already have exceeded. I mean, being where you are, if I would have told you at the beginning of the season this team would be tied for first with Penn State in the Big Ten. Laughed out of the room. Yeah, exactly. Come come nearing into February. So um, it's 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 been great, and I think you're right. The expectation is now raised to where – you know, you have no excuse to to be to be getting swept the rest of the year. You're going to nope. see Minnesota on the road. 
not an easy place to play. Um, obviously, Minnesota is, has not had a tremendous year. They have a lot of NHL talent on that team. Um, they'll, they'll see Michigan twice again, and then Ohio State is the last series at home before going to Notre Dame. So it is going to be a, a very fun finish to the season. As I mentioned, their next home game will be against Michigan on February 14th. That's at Munn. They will then play at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, on Monday the 17th, they get Ohio State for the second-to-last weekend in February at home, and that's all you're going to see until uh, hopefully fingers crossed and things go as planned. And if they if they keep you know trending how they are, they will you will see some home action in the Big Ten tournament, which is uh, you know whether whether they win the whole thing or not is huge to have to, you know like yeah. look I would I would make the case I know the basketball team is tremendous. This is one of the best teams on campus. No, and I will say this. MSU hockey, when they're good, puts people in the seats. Yeah. Like, they, like people like hockey enough in the state of Michigan. Like, I got a text from my brother. He literally goes, I love watching MSU hockey. I, I, out of nowhere. It's not like I texted him and said, yeah. hey, dude, they're not. Like, he just decided, hey, I like watching MSU hockey. It's fun. They're a fun brand of hockey to watch. And like you said, MSU's hockey culture does not get enough credit. Like, even when they weren't good last year, there's still been 5,000 people in there. Yep. The Monsters are still filling it out every time. You still got that guy in the MSU hockey overalls with the weird <laughs> yeah, hat on. That guy's a complete legend. Saturday, yeah. I don't know what – that guy's got to have a name. Legend. Yeah. I love the guy in the MSU hockey overalls. But like you said, get to Mun. Get to Mun. Get the to Mun. You got only – I believe three chances left. Yeah, and you're probably gonna get a home series, but don't don't take it for granted. I that Michigan game is gonna be bananas too. Well, that's the thing, Michigan too. Strauss man has I think I believe is top five in save percentage. He's having a tremendous year. Yeah, Strauss man is the only reason why Michigan is still floating at yeah. all uh, over they're there. They're starting to get Arbor. healthier though. Yeah, so. and they get John Beecher back from playing over uh, playing overseas in the World Junior Tournament as well. So uh, a lot of good games left to play. Julian, get them on, would you? We'll get you back in the mix over here. I will. I need to mud. What do you? Money. Anything to add, Julie? I don't. I hate to like. We just always Big leave you out of the hockey joint. stuff. Well, no, I because I mean Collins is the expert. It's like women's basketball. You let the expert flow. Yeah, exactly. I don't say anything. Dude, shout out to Stearns. But no, He's I agree. Watcher. I agree with a lot <laughs> of that guy. This hockey team is just solid top to bottom. I think you know every time I sit here and I watch games and listen to you guys talk, it's the fact that they have multiple lines that all produce. Yes. And I don't think you're going to get that at a lot of college hockey teams. And so this team's getting out there. They're playing tough. And Ryan, I think you hit on it. The biggest thing is they're playing with the confidence, like they're the best team in the Big Ten. And Julian, to- have you been to a hockey game yet? I have not, no. You got to go. I've not been you to one. You got to go to the Michigan game. I've yeah. not been there. Michigan game? Somebody ta- give me a ticket. Even Ohio They're cheap. State. They're like $7. Well, it depends. I got the, my standing room only one was 7 bucks. It was legendary. But I even the Ohio State series, like that's good. That could, you could be playing for number one. Yeah, it's $7 if you're a student. So it is? Buy, yeah. If you want to sit, just like the Munster obviously have like, the you membership, buy a season yeah. pack. Yeah. Yeah. But like, they're, unless it's sold out like it was yesterday. There's a general admission student tickets for seven dollars. I really don't. I'm not, dude. I don't. I don't want to miss a game the rest of the season. Honestly, I know. it's that. It's that good. But uh, yes, Julie, as you said, the intensity, the confidence, they're rolling. The boys are buzzing. Uh, Michigan State will take on Minnesota. Is fe- when is are they have a week off? What is what is next week? Is it February already? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> It's Hold January twenty sixth. Yeah, so it's next. It's next weekend, the February seventh and February eighth. Or do they have a weekend off? They have a weekend off. Oh, okay. That's good. A little bye week. Get the legs fresh. All right. All right. Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, uh, Friday, February seventh, February eighth. That is in Minnesota. Uh, so you got a, got about a week to get your get your bearings straight. Get your get your hockey prowess rolling. Rolling up. Whatever that even means. Uh, 
But yeah, good stuff. Uh, we will go into a quick break here. We still have Bachelor stuff. We didn't forget about it. Don't worry about that. We will have the Sparty Awards, Best Food Spots in East Lansing on the other side of this break. If you want to join the show, text us, 517-432-3893, or tweet us at WDBM Sports, hashtag GWReport. You are listening to The Green and White Report. If you only knew the power of Impact89FM. So I'm a cat. And I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Recording. <clears throat> Check one, two. Introducing the undercurrent. Undercurrent. The undercurrent. A 30-minute radio show produced by students at Michigan State University. Every Saturday at 10 a.m. and podcasted on iTunes at WDBM. From WDBM. WDBM. East Lansing. Lansing. East Lansing. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. All right, rolling along here, Green and White reports. I do have to give a shout out. Steph, thanks for listening. Steph is like the only person that ever texts us. I really think all we do is get on here and just pretty much Steph is the only person listening. We're just having a conversation with Steph at this point. That's okay. Well, thanks for listening, Steph. Steph texted us at 517-432-3893, and she said, I was not the biggest hockey fan until I started working the game this season. It's a good time. You're damn right. It's a good time. It's a great time almost. Some would say great. <laughs> Some I will, would say. I, I, will, I will say, too, yesterday, or on Saturday, one of my biggest struggles, I was starving during the game, and I was standing up the whole game, and I had the ice cream sandwich guy. Just I was eyeing him the whole game. I'm like, <laughs> dude, like five bucks is steep. But it's, it's worth for it. For an ice cream sandwich? Yeah, but it's Five worth bucks? it. Melting moments are elite. Yeah, but elite. I'll tell you, I, did, I didn't need the extra 750 God. calories Can you to combo tack him on there. there. You cannot. My buddy tried to do it on wow. Saturday. It was his first MSU hockey game. He was very disappointed. He's an RA as well. I don't know if you know him. Oh, really? Yes. What, Shout where? out Ollie. He's at uh, 1855 place. 1855, Ollie. At the Ritz. Do not yeah, know. he's at the do Ritz Do not know, over but there. he is, yeah, he's living life at 1855. But on he the gets topic, to a spot for yes, like a week. Exa- I, dude, I, I went there for the first time a couple months ago. Insane. Like the, it's like the, like the nicest hotel ever. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Either way, uh, on the topic of the ice cream sandwich, which is a food item. See, um, yes. see, see this Ooh. segue here? Love ice cream it. sandwich, food. Let's go. Sparty Awards today, best food spots in East Lansing. Ladies and gentlemen, the Green and White Report is proud to present this week's edition of the Sparty Awards, brought to you by Impact Sports. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Rabinowitz and Julian Mitchell. Thank you very much. What an honor. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you all for being here today. Uh, Maddie just texted and said I just had the wrong number last time I shouted. I don't need the numbers are too <laughs> similar. Can we have like a nine one one number? Like one's like five one seven, the other one's like nine one one something. Like a call Sam and said one eight hundred call green and white report. Yeah, sorry. Five one seven five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine to text us. Thank you, Maddie. Maddie and Maddie's listening too because her and Steph are roommates. So 
Awesome. We have two listeners. That's two awesome. Two listeners. Well, I wonder if they just sit around like a radio and just or play the stream. They're just sitting around and just listening. To My us mom. Talk. This is kind of sad. That's right. Yeah. Mrs. Amory Collins. Collins. She Shout does. Out. <laughs> uh, all right. Best food spots in East Lansing. This could be controversial. We might have some some arguments. There might be some stuff left off. That's what I'm scared about. Yeah, we, we could have left some spots off. That is true. But it is what it is. Uh, Julie and I will let you do the honors. Best food spots in East Lansing. Go ahead. All right. I'll start off. It, I I haven't been to Maru, so give I'll give that out. I think it's probably the best sushi spot. Sansu, absolutely yep. fantastic. I'll tell you what, if you're taking someone out on a date, yes. that is the most that is the <laughs> that is the most like Michigan State guy thing ever to say. There's a if you're taking someone out on a date, you go to Sansu. You, yeah. you have a good. Yeah. It's a great spot though, because like you look at it. I think every guy has <laughs> ever went to me. I think my like cousins from like eight years ago said, "If you're taking a girl on a date, you gotta take her to Sansu." Yeah. It's like the perfect place. That's it's it's pretty much. It's not like it's a great restaurant or anything, but it looks nice enough, feels nice enough for you. Like this is this is quality. It is. Oh, it's it's quality. Don't it's quality. Short change. It is not quality. Short yeah. but it's not like you're like you know big date where you're taking. Oh, we're going to a very nice dinner. You're just like we're going to Sansu. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Sansu has that vibe where it's like you feel like you're spending more money than you actually exactly. are. It's it's like yeah. you think you're in a cl- bit of a classier environment. But I, uh, to your point, I've only the only other sushi that I've had is like the Omi sushi. Not as good as Sansu. Not a knock on Omi, but it sounds good as Sansu. There are other sushi places around that I have not been to, but I, I feel like with sushi, like you, you find a spot you like, you just gotta stick with yeah, it. Stay you with can't. It. Yep. Don't get testy. Don't get cocky about it. Just stick to your guns. But yeah, Sansu is if you're going out for like a that's the, and like that's just how I like. It's a nice meal for me. It's like oh, I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna go to Sansu today. <laughs> you really do feel nice. Like I've yeah, only been do. there for like. Moments, you know, yeah. whether you're taking a girl out or whether you're like, hey, yo, friends, get a lot of homies. You're like, let's just roll up to Sansu. Let's yes. have a night at Sansu. Absolutely. On the topic of sushi, do you guys like the Tombo Exchange sushi? I kind of do. Yeah, I it's used to get. It. Yeah, I, I haven't is... tried it. I've heard it's good though. It's good. It's 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 passable. It's like it's for your combo, you're like, <laughs> yeah, this like, is not bad. Like, hmm, yeah, I'll, I'll eat the sea option just to get the sushi. Yeah, why sure. not? Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Uh, mine, I will start off with. Uh, again, might be controversial. Hey, Brody Calf, and maybe. Oh no, you're gonna. Am I gonna get to this, this guy's? That's a great no. That's okay, a good. great Thank take. You. That's a great take. I saw you going over to the board. The Brody Calf. I don't know how much it costs to eat if you're like a non-student, but the thing is, like Brody, the like, Brody Cafeteria is the largest. I believe I gotta get this right. The largest non-military cafeteria in the world or country or something. Wow, are you a tour guide? That was quite I, the I, fact. I heard it on a tour, which is which is outstanding. So, point being, if you're in East Lansing and you want to experience some, like, college vibes, the Brody Calf is a happy medium between, like, like the, the, the cafeteria and, like, Billy Madison and, like, an actual restaurant. It's a perfect happy medium. <laughs> the Brody Calf, the pasta at the Brody Calf is next level. Like, that's some of, like, my favorite memories when I decide what sauce do you want on. Oh, then I get the white sauce, and then once I get it, I'm just so happy. Once I, The pasta there is so elite. So elite. I will yeah. say this, though. Brody Calf does not have, like, the best, like, know how the calves have those, like, little restaurant, like, fake things, like CO? Yeah, they don't yeah. have the best of those, but, like, they got, like, everything. So it's, like, yeah. the queso, uh, the fact that I can get chips and queso there is Dude, yeah. so, uh, makes me by so the, happy. By the way, that by, place kind of stinks, though. The Mexican it's, food. It's a potato mess. Yeah, it depends. When you say CO, do you mean uh, chow? Yeah, is that what it's called? Oh chow. god, yeah, not. Ciao. I did not. I thought Ciao? I did. I called it Co. It's chow. 
I think. I believe I, yeah. that's. I, if it is, how is it spelled? I, I'm not to be able to recover from but, that. But I, but I digress. <laughs> but I digress. Um, yes, that's bro- not good. Brody Cap, it's all the options, man. It's just the options. Like, you got to go for the options. And I and, and there's other, I don't know if, and you have a good one on here that you're going to mention, too. I don't know if Brody's the best calf on campus, but it is it is good. Yes. So my next one is Sci-Fi. Might be the best. I personally, I say Sci-Fi is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Brody's great. But yes. the thing about Brody, for one thing, atmosphere, Brody, you're just going to find a family of five running around. I'm like, I ain't got yeah. time for your kids yeah, to be in the way while I'm trying to get my case. Whose kid is this that's left the ice cream machine on? Exactly. exactly. That's, what, that's what you get exactly. Brody, not at Snyder. Not at Snyder. Not at Snyder. Snyder, you get everything. What is the place called? The Pub, I think is what it's yes. called. Fantastic Ooh, fire place. Me up. Fire me up. Dude. They actually melt the cheese on a cheeseburger and everything like that. It's great. Latitudes at Snyder might be my favorite restaurant. It's elite. It's elite, elite, elite. Top I will notch. say, I, <laughs> top notch. And top we shelf. were just we were discussing this before. If Sci-Fi had a TV, I would get a full meal package again. Not having a TV is the one thing that set, sucks set it about down. it. Yeah. Just every other calf does have a TV, and you can like, oh, I can go watch Mission Safety in a calf, or like, I have a couple pieces of pizza while I watch like the like Tiger play the Master. No, I I gotta sit on my thumbs and just listen to a podcast, which is fine, which yeah. is fine. <laughs> But every once in a while, I want to watch such a game. But Snipe is elite, it. elite. They also have Dairy Store ice cream. Which Do if, they? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. By the, by the cookies. I yes. thought it was Hudsonville. Oh, it might be Hudsonville. Is it? I feel like they've had yeah. the Dairy Store flavors. I go to Snipe a lot. They maybe mix it in. They maybe mix it in. Yeah. yeah. Snipe is good. I like Snipe. Uh, so, bad dessert bar, though. Eh, yeah. I only go for the cookies anyway. Yeah. I'm not a cookie guy. Don't like the texture. Sorry, we all have our flaws. Of cookies? Yeah, I just don't like cookies. All right. Whatever, okay. dude. Whatever, dude. Right. Sorry. Whatever, dude. Chill out over there. Whatever. Uh, my next one would be, this is going to, again, a little greasy, Conrad's. Like, so good. I mean, it, I... Dude. Little greasy? How dare you? It is. It's, 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 it's greasy. It's like, it's like <laughs> factually greasy. Yeah, well, but you, I, you're making it sound like it's not a high-quality production. No, it is. And I again, I want to preface... hold on. Is it high-quality production? Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> It it's is. Like Think about it. It is. It is. They. They don't. It's not slaka sloppy. It's a well crafted. That's true. Okay. And, and Menas is like not here anymore. Ridiculous. And, and first of all, how first, does that place not survive? It's literally right next to every single bar in the city. It doesn't make any sense. They must have like wanted them to get a liquor license or something. I don't know. I mean, Conrad's used to be where Noodles was. I know. That, yeah. I imagine that. I like. I get jealous, like, of my sister and my brother and my brother-in-law when they, like, talk about going to Conrad's after the... Like, that was right on the corner. How many fights were in there? Millions. <laughs> like, millions. I mean, yeah. Dream on Dream was one of them. But, like, like thinking about... Oh, my God. It not, nothing will get me more angry than someone being, yeah, Menace is better than Conrad's. I, w- I literally... I will get irate till this day. And my brother-in-law, John, is one of those people. John, you're a scumbag. The <laughs> fact that you think Menas is better than Conrad's, and I just want that on the record. It is an scum of the earth. I, I am saying this as a 21 year old. You are 21 as well. Jordan. Yes, I am. Yes, this um, is true. It, this is a great. It's a great drunk food. I and I'll tell you what. People have said to me before. It's a little expensive, though. It is. It is. But it's like in my younger years of of college. I remember the first time I had a Conrad's wrap. I was here visiting someone. Again, no no uh, paraphernalia involved, but they were like, hey, you should try Conrad's. And I had it, and I was like, I can't finish this, but it's the best thing I've ever had. I can't wait to get up to school here because I was still, like, yep. siding on college. I'm like, I can't wait to get to school here. I'm going to eat Conrad's every single day. You really can't do that. But people have told me 
that you you've hit rock bottom when you're eating sober Conrads. I've had sober Conrads like twice. You just can't get you can't get like your usual like the loaded like DWB. Exactly. Yeah, you can't get it loaded. You got to go like honey mustard and barbecue, and it's out. It's awesome. It's awesome. But Conrads like it's a it's a staple. It's, it's a, a staple. staple. And it's it's so good. Like I have never seen. There are a few moments when you're like around a group of people and you're talking about what food you're gonna get, and then someone just goes. Conrad's and the whole yeah. room lights yeah, up because you need someone to be the guy that says Conrad's because I admittedly have, ch- have transformed over my years of school here of going to the stagger home I'm now very loyal to the stagger home pizza at cottage Inn. shout out George uh but <laughs> yes you, you need you need a guy in the mix that's like dude we gotta get Conrad and you're like yep it's easy to stick and, yep <laughs> no the best though is like when your buddies from different colleges like they have it once and then they come back for like visiting another weekend. Like one of my my friends, like my friend Chris, he literally goes, "We have to go to Conrad's today." I'm like, "Why?" He say like, it was so good. Yeah, it, it, like people, it's like it is so. I'm like, I know it's good, but like I can't be putting up like a thousand calories each meal. Yeah, but it's going, unreal. going, going, so good. Coming to East Lansing and going to Conrad's is like going to Disney and be like, we gotta go see the Magic Kingdom. Like yep. you have to yeah. do it. You have to you do have it. To. You you do have Especially to. if you go out, that has to be like part of the ritual. Who has one night. to if, yeah. if you like you have a friend who's coming up here to visit, go out. You have to hit Conrad's. Yes, like there's no other back. place you can't hit. It's elevating. Elevating. All right, go ahead, Julian. Wonderful. Elite. My next one, another kind of the stops of for drunk food, the Green and White McDonald's. Here we go. It's Here a special place, and honestly, if you go oh, to any other baby. McDonald's, oh. you can't do it. I can feel the the McChicken grease there is, my pores th- right now. Is this true? I don't know if I have like factual like evidence about this. Right. I heard, I heard the hub is knocking it down. That's right. Stop. He broke this. He broke this news. I Collins. heard. I I don't know if that's true. No. Someone said they bought the they bought the McDonald's and the Vavil. I'll kill him. I know. Me too. I'll kill him. There, I, I don't know if you guys have this on your list, but the McDonald's and the Taco Bell in East Lansing are two scenes unlike anything you will ever see. Bro, the Taco in your Bell. Yeah. Life. You want to wait? You want to wait thirty minutes for cinnamon cinnamon yeah. strips? Yeah. yeah. Someone gets Taco a beefy. Bell. Someone gets a beefy gordita at thirty five minutes later, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" Everyone's going nuts for like every order, and then at McDonald's they got security guards because it's so rowdy in there. Yeah, I will. I will never forget li- living in Cedar Village. I oh. am not proud to say how often I would make Oof. that little. You, you know, you'd stop. You'd be walk across in the street, walking over to McDonald's. Can I get the twenty piece? Yeah, you pop in there. <laughs> I need the two for five Big Mac, ten piece. You're gonna sit down and wait for forty five minutes, and then you're like. You, you all of a sudden you look up and you realize that they're like thirty numbers past yours and they just like forgot about your order. But it is again another staple. Staple. There is no cooler feeling than going to McDonald's and be like, yeah, let's go on the second floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, let's go on the. Hey, I got a, I got a spot to show you guys. <laughs> Come up here. Hey, grab your grab your small fry. <laughs> grab your small fry and sweet and sour. Let's go to let's go to the club. Level oh my two. god, dude. I, VIP. And like, I don't know. If you guys have ever seen that video of the guy in the McDonald's that went super viral, yeah, that is the funniest video. I don't know how to describe it. It's basically like two really drunk girls like trying to touch this guy. He's like, "Ew, get off!" <laughs> it's so funny. That is one of my favorite videos, like on the internet. Brian Collins and I were there the other night. Oh yeah, I that, yeah greasy McDonald's eleven dollar like... eleven dollar order for Collins. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> Love uh, it. Also, I had an argument with my roommates. Do you think I could eat 100 nuggets in 45 minutes? I think I could do no, it. 100%. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I could no, do no. it easy. Nope. Easy work. Honestly, I, no. I could I easy could easily work. see it. Tom's one of those people who just has like a hole in there. Like, I don't know in where a whole food day, goes. In a Being whole a day, former fat guy, I got the stomach space. 
<laughs> I'm telling you. I do. I have Don't forget it. your roots. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good Good call, Julian. Uh, my next one, uh, El Azteco. But here's the caveat. Only when the rooftop is open. There is, there, and again, I will fight anyone on this. There is zero good Mexican food in this city. Los Trace stinks. They Los Trace is a zoo. You can walk in there and hand someone a Pokemon card, and they'll serve you alcohol. <laughs> like they will. That's like that's the, that's their bread and butter. The hey, service don't, is hey, awful. Hey, don't snitch on everyone. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the service is awful. The food's hey, not very good. Oh, don't, sorry. Come on, come Back on. to LS. LS. Come on. When the rooftop is open to LS Teco, it's a beautiful spring day. I'm I'm, I'm gonna start crying. I'm, I'm gonna start I'm gonna crying. Start crying. You, go, you you head up to the rooftop. You, you just you enjoy your time with your friends. The food's okay. It's not as bad as Los Trace. It again, we don't really have great Mexican food. In yeah, the it's, city. Not, it's not good. But El Azteco's a spot, man. Again, another staple. That's like where it are is, we going? Yeah, El Azteco. I I get the Los Trace like slander, but you're right. That place is a zoo. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. I've seen people like, and they're like so drunk, they're just like drinking salsa. Like it just, but I will say, one of my best moves of ever in my entire college career. They have career, great deals there, though. So, yes, they do. And it's pretty, both are reasonably, reasonably priced. Uh, St. Patrick's Day last year, got an absolute free meal. You know how you walk in, been a long day of drinking, immediately crushed four waters, just mucking the chips and salsa, walked out, didn't pay a dime. Didn't have oh to. my god! You scumbag! <laughs> Why? It's all free. If you walk in, I'm going to pay for the water. Did, did were you with someone who at least got something? Yeah, I was like okay, ten other people. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, that's I was fine. Like, I was like, I don't really have the money. <laughs> I'm just going to. Like, he walks in, and eats a whole <laughs> meal. No, and that's what I thought. Maybe <laughs> no, I don't know. I went in there. I uh, got a couple couple uh, bowls of chips and salsa. And just chips and out. salsa are so elite. Yeah, You're so good. But yeah, LS LS Taco. I can't. It better get warm before May. I hope April was like a decently warm time. It was nice last year. So I that's that's the spot. That's the spot where of the nostalgia. You go up to the second floor. It's the send off right there. That's my. I like that. I like that. My next one easily best wing place, outside of uh, what is the place? I think it's Eastwood. That's far. East East Lansing area. Yeah, Eastside Fish Fry. East Lansing area wings over. If you want to beat ups, if you're going to beat ups, you're a peasant. Yeah, so get up right. to the next First level. Of all, I was a beat ups last night. I I told Collins on the way here. I have never not been to beat ups and have left and gone. I'm never eating here ever again. I every <laughs> every single time. I'm like, why am I here? I, I you get you get down to like three wings left and you're like, these are horrible. Okay, stop, stop. You got to go to. Look, we were talking about this. Beat ups is good when there's no one there. But when there's people there, it's the worst place on earth. It's like there's no way yeah. to describe it. Like in like the best part of beat ups is like, ooh, the chips and salsa or chili con queso. Yeah. Like that stuff is incredible. But moving on to wins over, too expensive. Very yep. good, Agreed. way too expensive. Agreed. I, and it, I think it's what you get. Because I think sauces. you go to beat ups and I'm I'm willing to sit there yeah, and not get the greatest too. stuff. It is expensive. Yeah. Like wings over, I know I'm paying for some good wings. Yeah, but like some good stuff. When you get like the wings are good, but when you get boneless, you're basically getting chicken tenders. I, that's that's an argument I have there too. It's a it's so much. It, it's a chore eating wings over. Very good. Is Very, it a chore? It, I'm just see saying, sometimes it, it's a chore eating beat ups. I because I'm like not I'm not as satisfied. Much. By not this. as much. The beat ups, the wings over. I, they have traditional wings, don't they? Wings yeah. over. Yes. I, I'm assuming. Fantastic. I've never had. I've had like the boneless ones, which are like just like glorified chicken tenders. But 
the 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 wings at, at B Dubs, the traditional ones, are like coated in like a thin layer of plastic. Like the, it's just yeah, it's, it's not great. Yeah, but I so I assume I mean it, it's a good product. Wings over It is kind of expensive, but it is. I I'll give you that one. That's a good spot for the Super Bowl next weekend. No free ads, but hey, I guess no probably got ads. some good deals. Wings over. Um, my next one, beggars. Best brunch you can get. I don't even know like where you can like eat breakfast around here besides beggars. I know there's like a Hannah's Coney over by. Like powerhouse and pizza flapjack's house over there, pretty good too. That, that place scares me. You don't like flapjack? That place looks like it could <laughs> it get stabbed in there. Me. Oh, geez. you're starting to teeter into the it's some Sorry murky to... water. <laughs> dude, come on, dude. Flapjack's solid. I've been there one I, time. I, I have never been. So I've been I don't there one time. Very good. Ragged. But the beggars, beggars brunch is is all time. Like, how about a very dad thing right there too. We gotta go to Better's. That's a that's a spot like you take your parents. You're like, okay, like like let's go get like they come up for breakfast or brunch. Like you go to Better's. Go to Better's. I'll I'll be honest. I've been to Better's banquet probably like five or six times. All not as a student. Like when I was in high school, my dad would take me there. Yeah. Like with my sister. I've never like I don't know how bet like do they only make money off brunch? I don't know how they like what their operation is because I, they're not open at night. Well, they they the, close at like ten, I think, right? Yeah, I like you. You see people in there like just you know drinking by themselves sometimes. That's a good spot yeah. to drink by yourself. But um, yeah, it's I not think open a, a like lot two, of it's though, a lot right? of I, they they do some like catering or like not catering, but they do like events sometimes. I think they have a dude. They have a great space in there. Pretty huge. Oh, by the way, great great story about beggars. Halloween last year, I was the Black Panther, dropped my phone in the toilet of beggars. <laughs> <laughs> right before I went into Rick's, dropped my phone in the toilet. It's wow. a fair assessment. Wow. It was an interesting yeah. And I didn't have any pockets in the pink in the Black Panther suit. So I was carrying around a phone that was uh soaked in toilet water and it's so funny, like just a, like <laughs> Just the whitest guy ever since the Black Panther. I find it so yeah, people funny. Were, people were saying, like, dude, that's, I don't know about. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? He's a superhero. Like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing anything, wrong with it. If you think it. there's something wrong with that, then you got something there's wrong n- with you. Yeah. How about that? Good snack at, on yeah. that snack <laughs> yeah. on that for lunch. Yeah. Is that the wrong? It, there's a question mark when, <laughs> yes. you know, you got the mask on and you're like, oh, it's the Black Panther. And then you rip it off and it's your face. Actually, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little like, ah. He's throwing up the Wakanda. He's like, Wakanda <laughs> yeah. for life. And I, everyone's I, like, what? I he pulls actually, up the mask. He's Rabinowitz. I actually did run into another Black Panther at Rick's that night who was African-American. And I, I was like, oh, no. But he was like, hey, Wakanda forever. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Wakanda forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so like, whatever. I'm fine. I'm in the clear. He respected. He's like, I respect the move. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Beggars. Okay. Good, good pick. <laughs> I haven't been there, though. I got, I got to hit it up. Good spot. Uh, my last one. This was a place we went for an impact uh, end of semester party. Great time. Great place. Green Dot Stables. Yep. Ryan Rabinowitz, Unsung hero. Ryan Rabinowitz <laughs> still doesn't let me forget I missed the sliders at that party. Yes, Ryan Collins. Top sliders. Did not, they were really did good. Did not show up there to that one. You were so you were so mad at me. I, you were like, are you? I, you were like, you're like, are you kidding me, dude? Well, you Free just, food? you just big leagued us. You're like, oh, I know, I'm not gonna go. And we got you. You get you got an award that night too for like most improved or whatever. I didn't go because I had homework. That's a ridiculous excuse. Is, yeah. What? Don't miss moments. It's like the end that. of a semester party. That's one of my senior tips for you kids out there. Don't miss moments like that. But yeah, it's Green Dot Stables. If you know, if you know, you know. That's a big yeah, if you know, you know place. Like if you've been there, I won trivia there one time. Not a big deal. But Green Dot Stables is is solid. Top notch. Never top. been there. What trivia? Um, they just have like their one of one of their random nights. Random they have ones. trivia. Me and a couple people that I work with went over there. And where is Green Dot Stables? It's by Steakhouse Philly, which you probably don't know where that is either. No clue. 
What is? I don't what know the name the of the street, oh. but it's basically because it's when you go down um, past eighteen fifty five, right before you get to Brody, so that like intersection. Yeah, I think get, it's down get, there. Get into some tough territory. My uh, my debit card information was stolen at the Admiral right across from Green Knot Stables. Wow. Yeah. So get 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 into some murky water. Best, best place in East Lansing, <laughs> the Admiral Dash Station by Cedar Village. Someone, someone, <laughs> somebody told me one time that like they're I don't know if like they worked for Admiral like at an internship, but they were like, yeah, just so you know, they water down the gasoline, so don't go to Admiral. I'm like, how do you water? I'm like, first of all, how? Second of all, I don't know. how do you know that? They're like. Oh, they're just like, telling <laughs> some low-level intern they're like secret. Yeah. Like that's just not true. Uh, okay, um, so I don't go. I don't go to the Admiral yeah. over there. That was but a good list, though. Good list. I got one more. You yeah, do? You got one more. Finish it out. My, Finish my it out. last one, and this I will go on record saying that if there is one spot that I would pride myself on, if, I've, if anyone's coming to visit, family, friends, out of towners that needs a recommendation of where to go that captures the essence of East Lansing, the food is good, the drinks are good, it's all great. Crunchies. Number one, 10 days out of 10 days of the week, Crunchies, East Lansing. Yeah. How are you? It just, Very it good. Just, it's, the, it's the essence of East Lansing. It's a great environment. East great Lansing environment. breathes through Crunchies. I will say this. Quality dairy. What's with Luke Slow and the quality? What do you? It's a quality dairy is a glorified gas station with no gas pumps. I If we're getting into the honorable mention list, I think a lot of people are probably mad about not having the peanut barrel on there. Personally, the, the I. food's not good. Personally, I've been there like once, like like, and I can't drink there, so yeah. like, it, like, why would I do that? Okay. But like, <clears throat> that's off the list. The Taco Bell needs to be on the list, dude. <laughs> I love Taco Bell. So- it's it's so the environment ridiculous. is insane. It is so poorly ran. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. It's just you go in there at two in the morning. And you're like, yeah, we had an hour and a half wait. I'm like, I'm 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 willing to wait. I need these <laughs> I need these beefy nacho drillers. Yeah, like, that's, my, that's my go to order too. <laughs> I, it, oh my god! I'm trying to think what else did we miss? But Crunchies is probably number, number one easily. It's so good. Easily. It's a great spot. I would, I would, I'd fight anyone on that one. I, what else is around? I'm trying to think of like. I don't know. Just to bring it up, since Sloan brought out the quality dairy, just an RIP to the Seven Eleven. Do that. Just, I want to shout that out right now. Yeah, well, it's throwing off. Coming like, back. It's, it's coming back. back. It's the it really? hub. Yeah, in the hub. Oh, it's almost the done. Hub? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. What happened? What do you mean? The... Ooh, I we for ooh, Giorgio's. Oh, I love Giorgio's. Too expensive. I'm How not is Giorgio's expensive? I'm not paying four dollars for a slice. I'm it's not. It's massive. I'll, what are you talking about? I'm going to get a stagger home for five eighty. Okay. Pepin a ranch. Pepin a ranch. Shout out George. Pepin I'm gonna ranch. say this. Wow. Former Little Caesars employee. You're Caesar's crazy made. if you live by that Little Caesars and you order cottage in. If you're in CV and you're ordering cottage in instead of just walking, yeah. You're... Some say it's the best walk on campus. Saturday night <laughs> to Little Caesar, Caesarville is a lot of by Ryan Collins. It's the greatest. <laughs> you go by that light, you see, you go past the tropical smoothie, yeah. whose glass is not still been not fixed. fixed. Yeah, someone first of all, no one talks about how someone just drove their car in the tropical smoothie and they haven't fixed a glass in like four months. What are they doing? There's been two big moments on this campus this year. It was the trap smoothie getting the car in the window, and then the green and white McDonald's having a fire <laughs> almost died. Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, that was a buzzkill. We did have, we got a text in from Dino here. Said Bell's Greek Pizza. Okay, Bell's. Interesting. Be- I interesting. like Bell's. I like Bell's. I don't understand what Greek pizza is. I don't get yeah, it I'm either. Not. <laughs> Bell, I will say this, though. Bell's great drunk food. Fantastic. Their breadsticks are longer than my arm. 
It's it. Bell's is <laughs> solid. A, it's a but... quote right there for Bell's. Now. <laughs> the problem for Bell's though, Little Caesars is literally like five seconds away, and I'm not willing to pay more than five dollars for a whole pizza when I got Little but Caesars Bell's, right there. The Bell's slice is significantly cheaper than Giorgio's, and I think Bell's has probably been doing pretty well on that side of town. But the Giorgio's is going back in under the hub. I so know. it's the greatest rivalry in sports, Giorgio's the and Bell's. Greatest rivalry in sports. I'm I'm a Giorgio's guy, but Bell's is solid. Ah. Oh, I love Giorgio's. I like the environment in Giorgio's. So the environment in Giorgio's under the hamster cage is great. It gets testy in there. <laughs> I know. I love it. Yeah. It gets testy in there. Uh, but I guess that's all we have, right? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Best food oh, spots. And, and my dad with an interesting call. He This is his favorite play. Harrison Roadhouse. He's not happy we left it off. Gritty. Gritty play. <laughs> yes. And the pub. The pub. The Roadhouse I've pub. I've never been to the Roadhouse pub, but Harrison Roadhouse, so Luke solid. Luke Sloan's giving me the thumbs down. Whatever. Thumbs down. Slum Harrison Roadhouse like is what? fantastic. No, I love the, Harrison the, Roadhouse. The, uh, it is. It, it's, again, atmosphere. Breathes East yes. Lansing. Right there. It's just like the wood, the mahogany. You're just like, yeah. yes. Yep. Let's here go. go. Here we go. All right. Well, that was our Sparty Awards for the week. Uh, best food spots in East Lansing, per our opinions. Uh, should we roll into the Bachelor talk now? Why not? Let's okay. do it. Let's get it. All right. It's that time of the week. Uh, we will talk about the Bachelor recapping. This was now episode three? Three. Episode yeah. three. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Collins and I debuted on, on Steph and Maddie's new Bachelor podcast. the That's final, big time. The final rose. Uh, good time there, but we will have to we have to cover our bases here. We got to get you involved. Obviously, Julian, you're a Bachelor fan yourself. A um, lot of things to talk about here. Uh, I guess we kind of you put you put the list in here. So why I try to go, give a, a quick little recap. Go ahead. Why don't Just you so, take us take us through? Take us through. All right. So the episode starts out, and obviously we had Champagne Gate. Right. Everything goes down with Champagne Gate. So yep. of course we start with Hannah Ann and Kelsey both shedding tears. Still don't really know why, uh, but they're crying. They're I think Hannah Ann's telling like Victoria P or whatever. I just don't understand why she hates me. Whatever. They're just crying, shedding tears. That whole situation, because we'll just resolve that now. Hannah Ann and Kelsey have this big one-on-one conversation where Hannah Ann's just like, I just don't know why you call me all these bad names. And it's all about the champagne. And Kelsey goes, I don't even like champagne. I'm like, so what was the whole point of this? Like, what? why did you have champagne if you don't like it? And you, like, I just don't understand. But the thing is, I feel for Hannah Ann. She's probably never been told anything negative in her life. Like, she's probably never been told no. No one's ever called her ugly. Like, she's probably not. She's not. Thinking, what? Just, why, why would anyone call her ugly? I'm just. That's what. I, that's my point. She doesn't. She doesn't take heat very often. So this was like a new Duh. thing for her. Duh. Do you like Hannah Ann? You know. Oh, I like. I like her. You only like Hannah Ann because you think she's attractive. Ryan, I don't. Like Hannah Ann, I'm in love with Hannah Ann. Okay, wow, so. I'm in love with her. That is that, is too and I've much. only known her for Dude. three episodes. Okay. She's known hundred, her for, she's I've nuts. known her for about nine hours. She's nuts. She's not nuts. Yes, she are, is. All right, well, when she wins, you guys can come back. Well, she's you, gonna win because she's the right shot, amount of nuts. There's zero shot not. she wins. Okay. There's zero shot she wins. Wait, are you still on the Madison train? Yes, she's winning. Madison's winning. I have all my chips in that. I will say, if you are on the Madison train, they had a good moment in this episode. What? I don't remember. What did they do? Because he goes to, I think it's in this one. Dude, this yeah, episode he goes to was Madison so boring. To confide oh. in her about what he should do. Yeah. This was a brutal episode. Eh. The line dancing thing, I was like triggered. Okay, so yes. <laughs> so we'll get into that. Yeah, keep yeah. going. So, Pete, so after Hannah Ann and Kelsey have their big thing, the side story is that Pete takes Victoria P, who I didn't even know she had the solo date this week, uh, yeah. takes her out on the solo date. They go line dancing. I do this line in my free dancing. time with my friends. Okay, Pete, even if you do that in your free time, why? 
Why <laughs> would you ever do that? He's from California, isn't he? He doesn't even Makes do it right. zero sense either. From California, he's doing it in like a flannel he got from H&M. <laughs> he looks like a GQ model. He's like, I love doing this every week. Like, what? No, you don't. And they're not even line dancing. And the fact that she had the audacity to ask her if he liked red wine... And she's like, I'm a red wine guy. And she's just like, yeah. And then she got white wine immediately after at the bar. That was insane. I didn't even know this, but I it was crazy. It, but, was, yeah. it was wild. So, yeah. So they have that little solo date. Went it, well. It Victoria went well. Theo, it all ends. Contender. Yep. Very strong contender. She, see, and that's what I was saying to my friends when I was, I was like, I'm telling you, there are very few girls like Victoria P who can hit you with the glasses and do both of those looks. She can yeah. do without glasses, with glasses. Hair up, hair down. Yeah. Kills both of them. People were saying that about you, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you without the glasses very often. But it's like, not a good in, look. In, in, between oh, when, in, in between, like, basketball, like, when you'll, like, take them off for a second, like, when we're, like, playing hoops, and, like, you play throwing back on for about that, that short glimpse I get of you with no glasses, it's, whew, gets a little hot in the room. Wow. I have never heard anyone say that, but I appreciate it looks that. Looks good. Looking good. I appreciate that. Um. So, yeah, goes well. Ends up with Victoria P. and Pete having this heart-to-heart where Victoria P. basically retells her her story of her, her dad dying when she was two and her mom being an addict. And Pete gives her the whole, wow, you know, I had a moment where I asked God to take care of my future wife. And he answered. And then they, they kiss. And you're like, I don't know what this he loved happened. What a but... weird line. It was so, he's what like, a and a shooting line. star flew across the sky. And yeah, I was like, like all right, who peace. are you? Spare me. And then they're in a stupid, like, airplane hangar. Is that the only thing they paid for this year for, like, background? That's because Pete just has... rent out an airplane yeah, hangar. Yeah, we get it, dude. Have yeah. all the He has two there. things he likes. It's line dancing and airplanes. And that is all of his they, personality. They still don't like Pete, though. I like Pete. He's so, he is so bland. Like he's he, better he than flies planes. Had. They also portray Pete like he's like a top, like he's in like Top Gun. Oh, I know, dude. I that, but but he <laughs> flies Delta. Let's settle down. Come on. He also and so it's the basically the next part after all of this. Leia shows up on the show. Did not know she was a contestant, but she's here. <laughs> um, so they have a weird pillow fight group date with Demi. She makes a return yeah. again. Love don't Debbie. know why. Love Debbie. Uh, they have this pillow fight thing, and this is really where Pete gets me because with first off the whole pillow fight thing. Are you twelve years old? Like, you have them dress Fear, up in lingerie. By the way, it feels very sexist. Yeah, a little sexist. A little <laughs> sexist that they're just having a pillow fight in lingerie. <laughs> yeah. Except the one girl who got, like, a moo-moo. What a tough yeah, look. That She's, was... I like Savannah, too. Also, did not know those things were called a moo-moo. Oh, I... Wait, well, that's like, a very old person thing to say. When very, she said it, I'm like, how... What? I don't get it either. I don't know why it's called a moo-moo. I don't get it. But they have that pillow fight date. Very strange. Very weird. They do it like it's ESPN Diocho. And have Chris and who is Will Ferrell? Not Will Ferrell. No. What's the dude's name? Chris. It was, a, it was a guy from Anchorman. I don't know. Old guy. It was very old uncomfortable. Guy. It was weird to yeah. watch. Essentially, the guy, he's in bad shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he, I don't oh. think he said like a oh, word. What's his name. He's oh. I, he's he's in stuff. He's in. He's stuff. in Modern Family as the dad. He's yeah. Old Dunphy's dad. It's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah. That was, it was strange, yeah, yeah. It was strange. Basically, it all ends to sum the whole thing up. It ends with Sydney and Alea fighting each other. Sydney pretty much wins. She pulls out, like, she pulls on Alea's hair, but then Alea sits on her, which is like best line of the show. Sydney yeah. goes, What am I supposed to do? It was like an elephant sat on me. And I was like, Wow, that top tier. Yeah. Top tier. Um, Alea wins, and basically, Sydney's angry, so she demises this plot to take out Alea because Alea is quote unquote fake. And there, then uh, a lot of drama ensues from there. So I, I said this earlier in the week. I'm kind of team Alea because I, I just 
it, it, it might just be because, like, the promo for NetSuite, she gives that, like, devilish wave, and I love stuff like that. I love it. You say, hi, girls. Like, just yeah, like, like, yeah. you know, like, like, just say, hey, I'm here. Like, w- watch yourself. Like, I could, like, cut you if you go to bed. Like, if you, if you r- like, rub me the wrong way. I like people like that. She's got an edge to her. I like the edge. I think she's fake. She's 100% fake. Okay, but so Hannah Ann's like not either. fake? No, she's not. Hannah Ann's fake. She's, she's 23 and a model, and she's on The Bachelor. She's looking for, she's People looking are for asking. love. She's okay, for she, love. is she like a quote-unquote model? What is she really modeling? I don't know. She she's has like that magazine country, like her hometown. She's in a Sonic ad, as Maddie and Stephanie made it very clear to us, and she's also in a Chris Lane music video, I believe. But yeah, Hannah Ann, yeah. A model, I guess. Alea, to me, I can, like, even when I was saying this earlier in the week as well, when she cries, I just don't buy it. I don't believe that she, I don't, like, she's just good at fake crying, I feel like. And I don't know, apparently she, like, knew Victoria P before the show. Dude, that was backstabbing. I loved it by Victoria P. Victoria (laughs) P is because she, dude, she, Victoria P knows that she has now climbed the power. I think she's got the realest connection with Pete. She spent the most time with them. Madison. By the way, do you? Am I a bad person for like not totally believing the whole Victoria? Is a part of me that was like, no, dude. I, everything on that show, I'm like, really no, though? No, do you like? I don't want to sound like a horrible, horrible person, <laughs> but I, I, I might. But when I hear those stories, I'm like, oh, bro, like shut up. I don't, I, I, I don't want to hear <laughs> it. I, I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's just, it's just to me. It's a little much. You've known this guy for like a week. It, exactly. To me, that, it's okay, the, that, it's yeah, the, it's the timing of it all to where it's like if you're like dating someone for a couple months, and like or not even a couple months, maybe like a month or so. Okay, like I want to like get to know you. Like, like what's like your path, your family history. That's when you get into it. But no, like, second date, yeah, my dad died when I was two, and yeah. I, I had a really rough time. Like, yeah, it's like, that's so, I get, you gotta, like, make an impression, but yeah, I'm like, shut that's up, like, that's I don't like want to hear this like second playing, date. That's like playing the pity card. That's something to where I think you have to play, you have to strategize the when you bring those things up. You have to set the tone with Pete, like, oh, she's got a great personality, she's fun, she's pretty, I love hanging out with her, she's funny, she makes me laugh. And then, when you're down to, like, six girls left then you pull that out yeah. and she goes wow this she's real she's genuine i didn't know this about you you clearly feel comfortable around me i feel comfortable around you you're going to hometowns and you're winning that's my wife that's how you do it that's how you play your cards i give her credit though because on every single day even just time with with pete no girl has said anything about herself they literally all go i i fly i like what did alaya say alaya goes <laughs> i have friends who are uh who are flight attendants and they tell me you know all this great stuff about being a or they are pilots wives and she's like they tell me all these great things about being a pilot wife i'm ready is there any flight attendants left no i think they all got off oh how ironic is that i dude uh, i hate all i hate all those puns they like really bother me (laughs) like i get very upset about that yeah it's it's not great but i like she she told something about herself if anything, I'm a little. Pete just sucks. I'm sorry, dude. He, he was horrible in that suck. conversation. And then every time a girl says, like, when Sydney basically said, "I think Alea's fake," he throws Sydney under the bus yeah, and goes, "Sydney, awesome. put some awesome. fingers at her." Like, yeah. what are you Who doing? Is it? Who is it? And then, Sydney? and then Sydney got the rose too. I was like, "Thanks, Pete, for encouraging tattletales." <laughs> like, I love that. But every Bachelor stinks. But over the last five years, Pete's like one of the better ones. You want, like, 35-year-old Ari, the race car driver season? That guy's stunk. This guy's way better than Ari or Nick Vile or, like, the other guy. Those guys stink. 
Sorry. You know what rabbit hole I went down last night? I did not watch this the Hannah B season of The Bachelorette, but I was watching videos of like the drama that ensued last season. This Luke Luke P is it? Oh yeah, insane! He was, wow, he was a crazy. <laughs> wow, is he insane? Yeah, he and was the a guy, crazy what was person. his name? Cam maybe. It was like the uh, guy, yeah. like his leg almost had to be amputated. Oh like, yeah, the fake a, leg he's drama. He's a psycho. The fake yeah. leg drama. And there then was, it was like, was it amputated or like it was like, yeah, was I, he lying about it? Like that was wild. And that's it's like things like that where I'm like, really? Like I don't believe. But then I was looking at the I don't know who see. Oh JoJo, I actually watched JoJo season yeah. with Chad Johnson and the Evan guy, like the little like little prissy Evan, you know? Yeah. With the look like it looked yeah, like yeah, the. Yeah. Look like Jack Sparrow kind of with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. That was great. He almost, he almost, he threatened to like kill people on the show. <laughs> that was when Aaron Rodgers' brother like won the whole Jordan, thing. Baby. Are they Hell still yeah, together? Jordan. Yeah, they are. Really? He's on the SEC Network. He's actually pretty good. Really? Ooh, really? Like he does wow. like the game of the week for them. Pretty good. I think Shout the, out Jordan. The Rodgers family dynamic is incredible. Unreal storyline. Not to, not to sound horrible again as a Detroit Lions fan. I'm kind of happy his family doesn't like him. I'm sorry. I just had to say it. I'm just being honest here. We're all being honest. Here. How like what is how big is your like what is wrong with him to work? He just can't get along with his family. I don't know. Maybe it's his family though. It, it could be them. I feel like they're just like vocal about it. Like what it like I could see like maybe someone stole money from him, and like the, I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. Well, yeah. Strange. I don't know. Do we have right. anything else well, on that so, show? So so well here we are now. We're looking into episode four. Obviously we see some drama. Alea comes back. Yes. They're like on like a group date too when she or they're all together. She used that devilish wave and I was in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> so that's that's a storyline to look at. Uh and then Victoria F in the whole Chase Rice concert thing. Dude, that looks so great. I cannot I, yeah, wait. Yeah, I can't for wait that. for that. She banged Chase Rice. Like yeah. what? the the producers are getting paid not enough. That they're able to get Chase Rice to be like, hey, we got this girl on the show that you banged. We're gonna promote your album. But you're also going to be a part of the drama a little bit. Yeah. See, now this is also why I like, don't like Victoria F. Because she's been doing this whole insecurity thing. This whole, yes. I don't think I'm pretty. Yep. Oh, like, you yeah. and Chase Rice got down. Like, well, she's really out here. My, I'm, not, I'm not cute. What I was yeah. saying was how the episode before, she was like, I'm so insecure. I'm not comfortable with my own skin. I'm not good at putting myself out there. Crying, a mess, sobbing, yeah. and she, she, she impressed me a lot. I, I liked that she was honest like that. I felt bad for her. It was adorable, and she kind of started climbing the power rankings. And then this episode, she like turns heel and she's like almost like above the drama. Like I don't get it. She thinks she's like in the driver's seat now because yeah. like Pete gave her attention. I don't like that. Like don't uh, turn heel on me like good. that. What's your guys' power rankings? Um, oh, I forgot what I said on, on the Final Rose podcast, because that's going to be jumbled up. I think number one, number one right now is Victoria P. I think you have really? to you have to take the low-hanging fruit as far as connection goes. I think she's number one. I would say I either had Hannah, between Madison and Hannah Ann, they round out two and three, but I think Kelly's also, I, I think I had Kelly at two. Kelly's a sleeper. And then Madison they slash They did in that hotel. People do forget that. No one forgets that because we don't know if that's true. It did happen. It had to, but yeah, Kelly's a factor. I've been in and out on if they did. They definitely banged. I'm 100% think like 100%. they had a conversation, made up whatever dance they did, and that was like it. I, I don't know. They like I feel, I feel like they have a genuine connection. Well, that's mine. But where do you stand? So mine, I, I start with with Hannah Ann. I, Fair I just enough. think it's... Hannah Ann is one in like every selection. She's beautiful. She's played her cards right. Like you pull this whole Kelsey is a bully. 
and now she's got Pete's sympathy. She's like, oh my good, I gotta look out for Hannah Ann, gotta protect Hannah Ann. So she's one. I would probably go Madison at two. It's a close battle with her and Hannah Ann. Yeah, that's fair. Because I'm still, every time they show the little promo of Pete's parents going, bring her home, the girl oh I think God. of is Madison. Dude. That's Ooh, that's who I think it of. It could be. I I think, hold on, wild I card. I can't stand Pete's parents. I think it's Hannah. Okay. I, I think Hannah comes back in the mix. Anyway, you don't you like Pete's parents? I hate them. Like, <laughs> I really don't. They're I soft. They're soft. I hated, though, I hated last season. Like, I didn't say I didn't how know they were they taught, were. like, last season, like, Hannah B is talking about, like, the four windmill stuff, and they were, like, cheering them on. If my mom was cheering me on in an environment like that, I'd be like, Mom, please don't. I'm like, that is wildly uncomfortable and weird. And the fact they have that close a relationship to be cheering on for something like that tells me they're weird people. Well, it's everything. I mean, they obviously it's it's the show and whatever is fake is fake or whatever. But they do the whole renew their vows thing. Madison oh is God, in those pictures for life. I know. Like that. Come on now. No we one already, is allowing yeah, that. I yeah. also still I think I've said it multiple times. I don't get this whole Cuban thing. I Are they? Don't know. Couldn't I tell, tell you. you. Couldn't tell Couldn't you. Tell you. Uh, but yeah, after that, it'd probably be Victoria P. And then Kelly. Okay. okay. Number one, Madison. Number two, Victoria P. Uh, number three, Hannah Ann. But she's gonna be the Bachelorette. I can just feel it. I'd be awesome. I can just feel that it. That would be crazy. Excellent. All right. Well, Great television. That was our Bachelor Talk for the week. We will be back next week with Bachelor Talk. Uh, left to do today for the show. About 10-ish minutes left. We will do some NFL recap of the conference championship games. Looking ahead to the Super Bowl next weekend. Uh, if you want to join the show, 517-884-8989 is the number to text or tweet us at WDBM Sports hashtag GW Report. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is the Green and White Report. I want you to tell all your friends about me. That's the sound of your classmate receiving an attachment of you posing in your underwear. Your ex-boyfriend forwarding the picture to his friends. It being sent to your coach. And worst of all, your dad. All because of the time you posted those pictures on your profile. Anything you post online, anyone can see. So think before you post. For more information, visit www.cybertipline.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and the Ad Council. He's going to have to throw downfield. He's got Brandon Boyer right in his face. Thrown down towards the field. Well short of the end zone. Going to get batted down. Michigan State wins. 21-17. They stole that over the field in Michigan Sports. 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 Now that we have your attention, volunteer positions are always open with the Impact Sports team. Get experience covering Michigan State athletics and producing sports content, including articles, podcasts, videos, live play-by-play, and so much more. No prior experience is needed. Visit impact89fm.org slash volunteer for more information. Join the team at Impact Sports. Sports! All right, welcome back. Green and White Report. Got about 10-ish minutes left. We were behind schedule today. Not our fault. Just the way things work. Got a bad bounce, whatever. We're here. Ryan Rabinowitz, Julia Mitchell, Ryan Collins behind the glass. Uh, NFL, Super Bowl next yeah. week. There is uh, essentially no football on today because the, the Pro Bowl is not real football. 
My favorite, my my only memory or moment that I know from the Pro Bowl is Sean Taylor laying out. I think it was Brian Mormon. He was a kicker or punter for Buffalo at the time. You remember what I'm talking about? I think I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- I think I remember watching the highlight. Destroying him on the sideline. Which is like, hey, look, if you're a defensive player, why you hit? First of all, why you ever hitting the punter slash kicker? And punter. in the Pro Bowl especially? Crazy stuff. Um, all right. So here we go here. If you want to join the show for the last couple minutes here, 517-884-8989 to text us or tweet us at WDBM Sports, hashtag GW Report. We will talk conference championship games. First up on the docket, Chiefs and Titans. Uh, Chiefs edge the Titans 35-24 to in a game that, hey, the Titans were looking pretty good for a little bit there, and then uh, the wheels kind of fell off, and yep. Ryan Tannehill had to actually start throwing the ball, and it wasn't great. So uh, the Chiefs are looking good. And I, I think Ryan Collins, to his credit, said the Chiefs were going to be here. He knew they would be here. Um, and and, <laughs> and it was very concerning in the game against the Texans. Obviously, it's the Chiefs, I mean, it was one of the greatest comebacks like of all time. Yeah. But cl- this, this team has now proven to me they have enough weapons on offense. They played pretty damn well defensively against Derrick Henry, who got held, I think, under 100 yards. Um, But the Chiefs' offense with Patrick Mahomes and the weapons that he has are enough to get the job done. By the way, before you guys go on, do you guys remember my Super Bowl prediction about a month ago? Was it Chiefs-Niners? It was. I don't remember mine. You guys can go on. I'm sorry. I don't remember mine, so. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. No clue. Um... (laughs) But yeah, we're, oh yeah, I was just gonna say credit to Tony Romo because Tony Romo said it about eight hundred times in the broadcast. Oh, but I don't know, Jim. Mahomes is playing at another level right now. Yeah, like the the, the dude looks amazing in quarterback. He's always making the right decisions. He's not forcing anything, and yeah, he's playing at an MVP level, and he's he's leading this team. Uh, There's not much to say. The Titans just couldn't they couldn't put up enough points when you hold the ball. You have possession of the ball for half of the game. You take so much time just to put up seven while the Chiefs are taking like. Three plays to get in. It was good win. on good on the Chiefs for stopping the run eventually because Derrick Henry obviously had a career year, uh, one of the better rushing years in NFL history. But uh, it's so scary watching him run the football. He's it ridiculous. Re- it really is. But good for I mean that's the one knock on the Chiefs is like they don't they they don't play D. But they I mean look they got it figured out. Um, the Niners are a different story. I was I kind of want we should save like the Super Bowl game for that like next Sunday, which is it just. How things things are wor- working out as far as timing goes, but um, yeah, Chiefs are good, really good, really. Good. Um, really and I good. don't know, so we can move in now, I guess, to the Niners and Packers game. As far as the Niners defense just being outstanding, and they beat the Packers thirty-seven to twenty. Green Bay Packers, uh, potentially worst worst good team of all time, worst thirteen and three team. And I think Matthew Stafford is now the best quarterback in the NFC North, which Collins does not agree with either. So, um, but yeah, it's Aaron Rod. I don't know. Like the Packers somehow won 13 games this year. I think Collins and all three of us have literally got on here like every Sunday and gone. The Packers are eh, and they were they were eh. Yeah, like and, how eh doesn't win you football games? Like how are they still here? But yeah, the the Packers the wheels completely fell off. The Niners, I, Jimmy G had some really weird. Like, I, how many times did he throw the ball? Like think, nine times. Yeah, nine. It was something like, out, like that. Out, like outrageously, and they didn't have to because Mostert comes out out of nowhere after Tevin Coleman like goes off. Yeah, that was out. That was. Uh, that's my biggest. I mean, obviously, we're not gonna get too much in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But that's my biggest thing with whatever happens next is I don't know why Jimmy G has started to. I mean, it's not like he was anything you know 
obviously crazy special out of this world, but he's like plummeted in these last couple of games, like the throws in um shoot, now I can't I'm blanking on who they played before this. Um but the throws in the prior game, he's off target. He's not playing great, almost threw a couple of interceptions in that one, and then throws like six, nine passes in this one. If Again, kind of like Tannehill, they make him throw. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is capable of playing the quarterback position. He's had some good games this year where they, he actually does have to throw the ball for a reasonable amount of times. But I will say, against this Chiefs team, like you're you're just flat out not going to run the ball as well as you did against the Packers. Yeah. You're just you're just not like and I and if they do, then the Chiefs like whatever. Like you guys, you know, your defense blows another opportunity for you guys, but they're not going to have to. So you're going to have to see Jimmy Garoppolo play quarterback, which he can do. He's a competent quarterback. Like I don't know, like I mean, I think people put him on a bit higher of a pedestal than he should be because this is like the like the really the only sample size we've seen of him that means anything because he got hurt last year. But as far as that defense goes for the Niners, this is you you are you are going to witness in the Super Bowl like the the matchup of I don't want to say like the century is outrageous, but I'm just saying like the best. Probably the best offense in the NFL against the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Like, this is, it's, you're going to see who, I mean, they always say defense wins championships. So, this is what I'm hanging my head on. I'm on the hot seat right now for me is the phrase defense wins championships. If the Niners win the Super Bowl, that phrase sticks. And I will live by that for the rest of my life. If they lose, defense doesn't win championships. That's my thing. That's right. So, so that phrase is, on, with the, you on, that is on the hot seat. Um, but yeah, I, at the end of the day, I mean, Chiefs, Titans. The Titans had a good run. I, the Titans were another team too, where I was like, I don't know how they're still in the playoffs right now. And there were, I, I don't know what pregame show it was where I think every single analyst took the Titans to win the game, uh, because I think people were kind of scared off by how poorly the Chiefs played initially against the Texans, but. I mean, between all the the, wef- the weapons you have on offense for the for the Chiefs are just outrageous. They're insane, and just the amount of points they can put on you in a hurry. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. That's why, like, I look at this matchup against the Niners, and I don't, I've never seen the Chiefs like not put up thirty five points. So it's bizarre. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm nervous to watch this game. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't have. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Is there a team that you prefer to win this game? I don't really care. Like at this point, I'm not. I'm not a guy that's like loyal to the NFC either. But with like having the Niners yeah. win this for some reason, so I don't know. Like, is there is there any is there any angle that you have here? Is it like why one you're rooting for one team over the other? Yeah, I don't really oh, have well, a dog Missouri, in the fight. I mean, dude, Kansas, a Kansas City guy. is yeah. What an idiot! I'm, so that would be my it, brain functions on such a low level. It's That's not so a system, like I don't. No one likes Kansas City. Like if you were to really go to ask someone, St. Louis, hey, what do you feel about Kansas City? It wouldn't be a great answer. They don't so, like. So you guys don't like the Chiefs? No. 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 Some people do because I mean we don't have a team anymore. Oh, yeah, did they migrate? Yeah, and so St. there Louis, are some. The so that's the thing. St. Louis is kind of split. Some have migrated to Kansas City. Some are still riding, just staying with the Rams because the Rams are the Rams, and yeah. that's who it's gonna be. So it it just kind of flip flops. Um, per, I don't have a problem with Kansas City. I like Mahomes, but it's not a dog in the fight where I'm like, oh, I hope the Chiefs pull this one out. I hope they get this one. I hope they, oh, it'd be so great. Like, well, I, I don't the, have a dog in the fight. At the NHL All-Star game, I saw Ryan O'Reilly wearing a Kansas City Chiefs helmet. So I was very confused. Yeah. Was like, um, are they, like, getting all behind? Because um, Travis Kelsey was at, I think he was at a, it was at a Blues game. He was wearing a Blues Blues jersey. Um, I saw when I was in Nashville, they were very behind the Titans. And granted, it's the same city. But I, I mean, it was just, it was cool. Like during the Preds game, they had the the Titans mascot come out. They were like playing a bunch of videos for the Titans. They were, it was tightened up. And Mike Vrabel's done a great job there in 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 Tennessee. Uh, he'll, I mean, 
I think that I don't know. I, I, I the quarterback situation for Tennessee is what's like up in the air now because like Mariota clearly they've I guess moved. I don't know how you move like move away from Mariota. I mean, if like they'll, they'll I have to imagine they'll they'll sign Tannehill again for like another year or two. But I don't know how he would like move away from Tannehill and then come back to Mariota if he walks. I have no idea. He'll probably get some stupid money that he doesn't deserve. But whatever. That with Derrick Henry now kind of having his coming out party this year, like they're a legit team. They are. They're very well coached. And the fact that I have to hear reports that my it was down to Vrabel and Patricia for the Lions head coaching job kind of hurts. Doesn't surprise me, but kind of hurts. Um, but anyway, uh, my main points there: are the Packers stink. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is is is. Is poopy. I don't want to say he's poopy. He's poopy. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I like seeing Aaron Rodgers fail. I do. I don't. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I just don't like the Packers. I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. Granted, he's a great talent. You got to respect it. But uh, either way, uh, that was it. So we're yeah. We got Chiefs and Niners. That was. Week. I don't think I ever really realized how deep that hatred runs for Green Bay. It's like, just like I've every, seen it in like, moments. Every time, every time the Lions get screwed, it's like at the hands of the Packers. Like that's just a lot of it is that Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't like, like he's like cocky and I, I don't like, he doesn't talk his, to his family. So he's, like, what is, he's got a, he's got a really like bad face. Like the faces he makes when they like show the camera, they're so smug and there's like this arrogant, and he's so good, and he's just ripping your heart out time after time. Yeah. I didn't really like get the Packers hatred like you said there, Julian. Yeah. Like it's not like something I was like bred in until I went to the Packers Lions. I believe it was for the division Sunday night game, week seventeen, and I got these stupid Nightmares. people who decide to wear cheese heads as fashion, as fashion. Just chirping in my ear the whole game. Chirp, chip, chirp, 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 chirp. And now I hate them. I can't stand the Packers. It's crazy. I've the always amount. hated them, but like it's just like it's yeah, deep now. It's deep now. Yeah. It's it's like it's like at it's not at the level as my hatred for Michigan, but it's up there. It's up there. That's the thing. It's deep. And the amount of people like after they lost who were tweeting or messaging, like, ooh, so happy the pack. I just never realized how deep it was. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I think one of the I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers bounces back next year because I got I don't think they can get away with thirteen wins with that team. I don't know how they did it. But I don't I I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is he's starting to you know, go downhill because he's still a tremendous talent, but Whatever, he couldn't get it. I mean, it's it wasn't enough for Didn't him. Didn't get it done, yeah. Uh, we do have a score prediction that was sent in. Niners 24, Chiefs 21. I don't hate that. I really don't. I could be, and I, again, I don't know. It could be a shootout. It's gonna. This game, to me, is dependent on can San Francisco score enough points to keep yeah. up with the Chiefs? Because the Chiefs are going to score. They 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 just are. And the Niners' defense is, is obviously the best in the NFL, but I it just I can't fathom like them not getting in the end zone between Kelsey Hill, uh, Hardman, like whatever, whichever Williams runs the ball for Kansas city. Now Mahomes, like they're going to have to get in the end zone. So to me, the battle is going to be can the Niners score points and keep up. That's it to me, but we can do predictions next week. Let's do we it can, all next week. Didn't we do like prop bets last year of like the yeah, over under prop bets. We can do that. That'd be cool. So cool. Super bowl special next Sunday. How about that? I'm with it. I'm with it. Is that good? That's good. good. We I think we good. good. All right, that, what a show, man. We started a little late, but we picked it up. It was awesome. That's a great show. We had Nathan Stearns on here. We had Stearns on here. Luke Sloan's also here, just giving us thumbs down all day long. He's in a sour sour mood, I Quality guess. He's drinking his mug. coffee, though. Uh, either way, thank you for listening to us today. For Julian Mitchell and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. You've listened to the Green and White Report. Join us next Sunday and every Sunday Dude, at 11 a.m. Get jiggy with it. Love you guys. See you next week. Just can't